No, it's, it's good. So what's going on, man? What's fucking up? Dude, I'm I'm so hyped to be here today, dude. I miss this so much, man. It's I'm such a good time every time I come here. Good. Fuck yeah, man. I'm so happy you're here. I'm, I, I get excited when people get excited about it. That's, that's cool. Um, what I was going to say to you before is that I have... So his name's Cade. He's coming down from I think Colorado or something oh, to film with me, and he's bringing a Let's go. yeah he's bringing a few cameras. So we're gonna have multiple a bunch angles. of camera angles. Let's and, go, um, dude. Also, I have two other people. One's from I don't know two different states, but they're both coming down in February to record too. So I got a lot of people coming down. It's really really Let's exciting. Go. Yeah, expanding, expanding, expanding. That's expanding. what I'm talking about. What's going on with you? Is that how it was February the last time I saw you? Yeah, it was around February because. Uh, me and Aaron just dropped that uh that video. Yeah, which is really cool, by so, the way. Thank you. Yeah. So what, you. what happened to all that? What happened? Uh, we we you know yeah. he's at school and you know we got a lot of stuff going on. We're adults now, so it's like uh-huh. it, it's weird coming from that that uh that transition from like you know high school and then COVID. COVID was such like a big yep. difference because yep. even even after it like slowed down a little bit, everybody was still online classes and a lot of people were still home. And a lot of stuff was still still closed, or you know, there were still a lot of restrictions going on. So mm. it's uh is is a different change of pace, you know, when he goes back to school. And then I started working a lot. I was working all summer, so it was kind of pretty hard for us to us to get together. And some stuff was going on in the summer with uh, with us and just our whole our whole group in, in a whole. And uh, and we we just kind of went our separate ways for now. But he, you know, he's, he's he was like family to me, so I I don't I don't expect me to never talk to him. Yeah, again, you know what I mean. Yeah. But we're busy. We're busy people. We're Life adults. Changed. You know what I'm saying? Life that's changed. how it is. So I I th- well eventually we'll 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 definitely link up again and whatever. But as of right now, he's he's off doing school, doing his film stuff, and you know I'm off working. I was coaching football, so yeah. How's that going? Oh, it was awesome. We we actually just lost the uh, the state championship. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. By yeah. the way, we lost. <laughs> yeah, which sucked, but but it was an awesome experience. And you know, I, like I tell the kids, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you know what I mean, so you know, I I, I feel bad for the seniors because those seniors were. We only had, I think, we only had like four, five, six, maybe. We we had a really small senior class, but I like I tell them every time, man, it's, it, everything happens for a reason. So yeah, you know, if that's what was meant to be, that's what what was meant to be. You know, but we had we had an awesome year, awesome year. We went like zero and four to start the year, and then uh, one of the teams we played had to forfeit a game because they did some illegal stuff. What did they do? Uh, they played a, I I don't know the full story because I hear it different from everybody else. But I I know a team that we played that shall not be named. You could probably go look okay. it up. <laughs> um, they a couple weeks before us or a week after us or something like that. They suited up a JV guy. This is what I heard. They suited up a JV guy who was ineligible, and oh. he wasn't allowed to suit up. They did a, a bench warmers. Yeah, 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 literally. And I was, and you know, and you heard about it, and it was like, oh, you know, you never know. But then they investigated it. They found that they did suit him up, yeah. and it was illegal, so they made them forfeit their games where, like, before that happened. So they gave us a forfeit win, which gave us a lot of PowerPoints because they were a private school. So oh. they probably narrow it down. For yeah. Everybody's watching and gives a shit. That's but pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so... You know, we we ended up from zero and four to one and three, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Going into our sister school games, playing East and South, and um, and we went in, we dominated against East and South, and uh, you know, we were we were on a roll. We went into, I believe, was it Southern? Maybe, yeah. I we wanted we didn't play no, we went to play SJV at home. So that was our pod games. That was a big win against SJV at home. Mm. It was it was a nail biter, like right down to the last play. Um, those are the best. Usually, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. That was probably my favorite game as as a coach so far. It was definitely that game. Um, you know, went down to the end. It was a nail biter. We pulled it out, and then uh, we played another really good Southern team 
the week after, and uh, and we shut them out 17-0 at Southern. So that was another big win. That was going into the playoffs. So that lifted us into the playoffs. Um, And then we played, I believe, East Brunswick, who, you know, was another really good football team. And that's why all the teams we saw this year, it was crazy because you you, you go through that 0-4, and and it was like, wow, you know, like, this might be like a down year. Like, you know, the senior, nobody wants to see that. You know what I mean? But it's cool because you get to see all the kids, how they handle adversity and how they handled, you know, going 0-4 and and how they took losing and flipped Mm -hmm. it around and still practiced hard and still played hard and still knew that there was a season ahead of them after losing half your games. You know what I mean? So it was pretty cool to, to see that. Well, I I I was I want to talk to you about because uh, you said before about you and Aaron just like um, after like senior year came and life came and yeah. things changed. Then you talk about the seniors on your on your team and seeing how they take it. Uh, well, like life really changes, really changes when that's all over. But then also, your last year as a senior, whether it be you or your, or your players or whatever, they um. I think they start to realize, oh, this is this is it. Like yeah. I actually gotta care now. Yeah, and it, and it and it sucks, man, because you know everybody, you know whether you liked high school or not, high school was easy. Whether it was, and when you look, when you compare it to to adult life and real life, high school was so easy. And I might not be speaking for everybody, because yeah. you know I don't know everybody else's situations. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at it, and I look back at high school and all the things I complained about and all the things I was like, oh my god, I don't want to take this test. Oh, I gotta do this homework. Oh, I gotta, I gotta get up at. 7.30 and, and walk into class like I, like, you know, yeah. like it, didn't, it didn't matter what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoyed high school, and then I got to the real world, and it was like, these are real-door problems. It's like crazy. This, this is what it's like. It's crazy what you find important in high school yeah. and then what you find important after. And after, and it's it's absurd, yeah. and that's why I, I, I like to – I enjoy being the young coach because a lot of those kids on that team, especially those seniors, they played yeah. with me. They were oh, sophomores okay. when I was a senior. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like – so those kids, like, like my probably – Definitely like a little brother to me, man. Michael Dowd, he's a he's a, such a hard worker. He, I'm familiar. Yeah, he, he definitely know who he is. He's been on my Instagram so many times. Okay. Um, such a great kid. Comes from a great family. His father coached me, you know, growing up. Uh, I played with his older brother. I coach his older brother and his father now. But he is such a great kid. Works hard. Does everything he's supposed to do. Great leader. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's like the president of the of his like class and like you That's know cool. he, he does all this all this awesome stuff. And you know it sucks to see such a good kid have to go through that and I tell him all the time like listen man it's really not that big a deal I promise like, it's, I, like it's it, part of it it's exactly it's part of life part of the part game of life man. is just learning and you know and, and going through that kind of stuff and you know you, you can't win every single game and it would it would be like, great you know what I mean what were be we great. just talking about with uh, the Travis Scott shit yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like if you never like if, if you go into life just getting everything at a young age you're kind of you're probably gonna be a piece of shit exactly what right? kind of adversity are you facing yeah. that's gonna change you as I, a human being? exactly i don't want to meet someone that's never had to go through th- things so it's like it's part of life the, the exactly. more shit you go through the better person you're gonna end up being you know that's so. the truth and that's the truth so that's why i i don't, I don't know i tell him and it, and it sucked to see him you know really upset we had another senior on the team who i'm, I'm two seniors on the team i'm really close with who i played with you know ryan dean and uh matt matt motus two guys that you know, work their asses off to be yeah. where we're at right now, and it see him cry and see him upset. I was I was where they were two years ago against the same exact team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I lost against Kingsway in the state semifinal my senior year, and they lost against Kingsway in the state final their senior year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so it it sucked to see that they're in the same place I was in two years ago. So it, there's a different connection there because I'm so young and I and I know them so well. And I've been around them, and I, and I'm so fresh out of out of mm-hmm. where they were. Yeah. So it was a good perspective to have 
to talk to them every day and to, to be there for them every day at practice and, you know, to be there for them at games and, you know, when they texted me they need anything, like I was always there for, for guys like that because it was so fresh out yeah. of my mind. Yeah. So that's, it, was, it was cool to be able to, to be around them this young. Yeah, it's cool. I, I mean, I don't know. I, there's another kid uh, who I knew who became a coach after high school, and he loves it. I don't know where he coaches now, but, uh, I mean, like, it's his entire life. Yeah. Um, that's the thing like my father did. Like, after he went to college, he's like, what am I going to do with my life? And uh, he wanted to be a businessman, but he needed to make money, so we started coaching wrestling, yeah. and he fell in love with it, and now he's he's part of the education system. Uh, so I think uh, a lot of people find their uh, their niche – like if they come from high school doing like playing sports and stuff, yeah. If they keep following it, like they could end up finding something pretty good. Exactly. That's why, like, we talked about like me not going to school, yeah. And, like you know, and and staying home and stuff like that. And it was like, I, I love the game so much. I didn't want to, to completely take myself out yeah. of the game because of all these BS reasons and stuff like that. So I didn't, I didn't want to want to have to totally shut football out of my life. So I, that's why, co- like, I, I started with. Uh, with the the youth team in Tom's River, so that's where I started with the youth team, and then um, you know my my old head coach, you know I was helping out with like the filming and stuff like that, and their and their their tech stuff, and you know he's like you know if you want to come you know come around to practice and you know come help out and start uh, being here with the kids, nice. you know you're you're more than welcome because you know we're gonna need the help. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, that was that's been my dream since I was since I was a kid to coach football, man. I, I love coaching football, yeah. so it's really cool that you reached out, and I've learned so much from those guys, dude. And I've learned so much from that staff. And uh, and even the kids, man, the kids, the kids were really a big part of you know everything. My whole experience, my whole love for for doing what I'm doing is is those kids are awesome kids, man. Every single one of the kids on that team are awesome kids. So I I think I think I'm in the right spot right now. I think yeah, I'm I, love right, that. I think I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Because remember the first time like we talked, not even not even when we recorded when like, we first met. Yeah, you were all over the fucking all place. over all the over place, the fucking dude. Place. It was yeah, so no, bad. No idea what you were doing. I like who does, but. Yeah, you were not in a not a good place. I was still in high school then, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, you definitely we were like were seniors in high school because yeah. we were Bella and yeah. Wow, man, that was forever ago. Yeah, That's that was crazy. a long time ago. That's I mean, crazy. like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what like like not, two and a half years ago almost? Maybe. No, because it's was it cold out? I think it was cold out. It was cold out. So it no had idea. to be the winter because this podcast is a year old, like a week ago, and we talked maybe like. Four months before. before, so it was like a year Sorry, and a half. Maybe. Let's say let's call it a year and a half. Let's call it a year, and, call and, a year and, and a half. Um, it's crazy how much your life changes, and, and, and isn't and, it? And, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's absurd, and it's not even that your life changes. That um, like you're a product of uh, what your environment is, yeah. and so you're the same person, but because your environment's changed, you you're happier being your you know who you are. Yeah, I think that's really cool. That like the things around you change, you know, opportunities change. And um, you find you feel comfortable. I agree, and I think I think that's an outlook thing too. I think like yeah, the, yeah. the way the way you you look at life and the way you perceive things and the way you you know when negative shit happens to you, if you're going to be negative, yep. then you're gonna you're gonna end up feeling negative. But when negative shit happens to you and you you kind of you flip it and you be positive about it, that's when you start to start to be like, you know what, I you know I'm actually feeling a lot better. And and it's crazy because like we just said, we, you know, you're so different from when when we first met, from when we last talked, from when I was here with Aaron. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, yeah. it's, it's a difference. And I always said, you know, it's like it's so easy to change in such a small amount of time because I'm a different person than I was an hour ago. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So I find that really cool how, how you change with the minute. Like it, it, you, you just keep, you keep progressing. Yeah. If you let yourself progress forward, it's so much healthier for you than letting yourself, yourself progress. No, no, regress back. Regress, but yeah. Well, I don't. 
I think it's uh, it gives you perspective on humans too, because like, like none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Oh my god, nobody. We, we change. Nobody, we nobody change so do, does this twice. Not one person knows how uh, to live life. That's nobody. why I hate when people give you like someone can give you advice, but if someone says they know how to do it, yeah. Like when, like adults, and I, I don't mean like uh, people in their fifties. I mean like people like in their sixties, seventies, maybe fifties. When when they say that you should do this or do that. And I'm like, bro, shut up, man. Like, you've lived one life. And that life, and it's so, and I and I agree with you so much because the life they lived yeah. that long ago was so, so incredibly different, different than the so life different. we live today. I, but I, I'm so like, different. I think what they say has merit, and I think, like, you should listen to them. But, but when they're pompous about what they're saying to you, oh, yeah, 100%. I'm like, you're not someone I should listen to if that's 100%. your attitude about it. Um, Like, people will be like, my sister... uh just graduated her uh, her course for cosmetology or something. I don't I don't know exactly what it, uh, word to put on it, but I'm like that was kind of not the uh, the traditional route. I mean, yeah. like she went to California to, to study makeup. Like that's not traditional. If she like listened to everybody in her life about what to do and when to do it, I don't know if she would have done that. And, 100%. and now she's so happy. She's thinking about staying in California. That's like, what I'm saying. And bro, fucking come on. So when people say this is what you do, I'm like, all right, uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, however, yeah, there is merit to what people say, but because we change so often and none of us actually know what we're doing, you know, you gotta look at humans uh, subjectively, not objectively. It's the truth. Um, because also, it's like. You know how you get older and you realize your parents had no idea what they were doing? Very much so. Bro, it's so funny when that happens. It's uh, it's like, oh, oh, I get it now. Yeah. You have no clue what we're you're doing. We're winging it. Everybody's yeah, winging everyone's it. Everybody's winging it. As much as, as, much as you, you look at your parents and you're like, oh, yeah. my God, like these ever so wise people. Don't get me wrong. Your parents are probably very wise. Yeah. Your parents are probably some of the most supportive people in, so in a lot of people's lives. <laughs> you know, but... You get older and you're like, oh, so you're doing the same thing I'm doing because I'm winging it. You you're you were winging, winging it. it, especially being like being like a firstborn, yeah, being like a firstborn, and and you know having your parents yep. have to raise you as their first kid. They don't know what they're doing. Not they're that I'm the firstborn, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. like, and you know, my dad had two before me, but my it was my mom's first uh, first child. Ooh. So it was it was you know it was different when when they were like, oh my god, a kid, what do we do with yeah, this what kid? Do we what do we do with this kid? You know, so it's. It's 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 funny seeing that that everybody everybody kind of had the same same outlook on life where we're like oh just wing it see that's, how it yeah. goes. And that's why when people get like super uh, like political and super um, what's it called like affirmative like this is how it's done yeah. like in this country or that country or these are the policies we have to do. I'm like, for none of us know what we're doing, man. You Nobody. think? Do you think like? This has never been done before. None of this ever, every single yeah. day the humanity continues. Has, it's never been done never. before. I, and I love that. So when people are that. like, "This is how you do it," or like, "We have we have to change it this way," I'm like, "Well, we can try, but don't say that's definitively the right answer. No one knows what the right answer is." I agree. So when people are when people are absolute, that annoys me. And I'm sure I've been absolute before, and I, I'm I probably sound like a hypocrite right now, but it, it, it <laughs> yeah. still annoys me. It still annoys me. Oh, that's that's great, dude. Yeah, that's great, but. I talk about this. So so recently, um, maybe about like two, two, three months ago, I started thinking about um, this whole concept about yeah. like different realizations you go through in life. Uh, and there could be many more. There could be a lot. But I've come down to four. Uh, the first, first realization is that one day you realize you exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I could start asking questions. For me, that happened around five years old. Um the next realization is realizing other people exist. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to realize your parents are their own people, like we just talked about. The third realization is that um, 
you cannot reclaim the past. Everything that's been done, you cannot do again. I you don't get that. a second chance. I love that. And the fourth one is death is real and it's coming for you. It is. Um, and right now, I think I'm going through the third. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not. I don't think I'm anywhere near the fourth yet. Um, and you might be able to understand and comprehend the fourth one, but one day you'll be like, oh, okay, oh, no, shit. it's actually, yeah. it's not actually going to happen. Um, like I know people like in their forties who are going through that. We've talked about it before, but uh, I like the conversation we just had because it reminds me of all that, how people go through realizations in life where they're like, again, reminded no one knows what the fuck is going on. I agree. And that's why, like, I, like, I'm very religious, and but I'm also very spiritual. Like, I believe a lot about, like, you know, like, my, my, my brother was telling me a lot about, you know, energies and, you know, mm-hmm. what you put out in the world comes back. And I yep. was never, I was never one of those guys. I'm like, no, you pray, you pray. God, God will answer your questions. God. And by all means, don't get me wrong. I, yes, like, pray, like yes, pray, talk to mm-hmm. God. Like, that, that's how I see it. You talk to God, whatever. He'll answer your prayers. You talk to him when you're happy. You talk to him when you're sad. You talk to him when things are going good. And if things are going bad, you talk to him too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's 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 a fact where it's like don't try and only talk to God when when you're going through something negative because that that's when it kind of gets like okay, we only talk to him when you need him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But the whole spiritual thing, it's like all right, when you put these good things out, and and I never believed it until I started it. Until I started actually putting good energy and good vibes out into the world and when it started coming back to me because what comes up must come down. Like It's like just like a boomerang, bro. It comes right back around yeah. and it'll smack you right in the face. So when you put that negativity out, it comes right back and hits you in the face. So I've I've tried my best to to be a very positive person and to, to try and, and tell myself, you know what, you, you look at these negatives and you look at, at every day and you look at every situation, whether whether you liked it or not, take it as a positive yeah. and try and build on it and try and work on it. Because if not, you, you know, you, you sulk and, and you're sad and something happens and you're having a bad day and, and then somebody cuts you off and you're letting, you let it ruin your day even more. Or even if you're having a good day, somebody cuts you off and now you're pissed off and now your day's ruined. So you're going to let 10 seconds of your day ruin yeah. everything you just did for what? Well, sometimes being positive is hard. So It's, hard. it's like, um, you know, trying to convince yourself you're not thirsty when you're thirsty. Yeah. It's like something's really hard. But it's funny that you, you talk about this because somehow almost every single episode I do ends up being some kind of spiritual thing. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people right now in, in the world are really connecting to a more spiritual part of themselves and their societies and their culture um, for whatever reason. And <clears throat> I, I've noticed this and everyone talks about it and they don't realize a lot of what they're saying is – Buddhism. What you just said yeah. is what you just said is Buddhism. Yeah. Um. The whole idea is that don't let this like the small things ruin your day. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a lot larger than that. But that's one of the the biggest parts of Buddhism, where it's like, let let things come in and let things go. Just just yeah. let it flow through you. Life is life, and and in life you're gonna find a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. But you can't think that just the world trying to hurt you. you got you got to be like, this is just this is just life. how it goes. This it's is this the is world it. turns, bro. The world turns. And that's how it is. It's so. Like I said before, it's hard to be positive sometimes, but every single person I'm I'm meeting is like, oh man, all you got to do is just start thinking positively and just rearranging the way you, you, you take things and think about things and your life completely changes. And I'm notorious for being yeah. someone who's like very uh, dense when it comes to that, where I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to, I don't yeah, want to hear it yeah, because yeah. I'm stubborn and, and I, and I, whatever. So I hear that. And personally, it's very hard. For to to change your mindset on things, but I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very hard. And seeing someone like you, who's gone through what you've gone through, who keeps uh you know going through new hurdles, like just normal stuff. Yeah. Um, you'd think someone like you would be more bitter. 
and that's the thing is like I like I I talked to my mom and you know my mom had it pretty rough growing up and just sort of my dad so you know when I you know I'm on Facebook I post like a thing on Facebook I'll share something on Facebook about like and, and it happened the other day I I shared something on Facebook it was like it's it wasn't even like this is what I this is how I feel it was just I I liked yeah. what I was I liked what it was and I posted because I wanted other people to see it and I wanted to share that you know that view on life for everybody else mm-hmm. so it was like you know. It was something about, like, going through hell and coming back and, you know, being a better person and, like, stuff like that. And my mom came to me in the kitchen. She was like, what are you talking about going through hell? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, that thing you put on Facebook. Like, what hell did you walk through? Like, you have a great life. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do. But did I go through a lot of personal things myself that, mom, you don't know about? Like, that that things, because I'm an adult now that I need to to work on my own. I'm not going to go cry to mom because, you know, something didn't go out, work out the way I wanted to or... You know, I'm feeling some type of way, or I'm going through something. I'm not gonna go cry to my mom, I because what's that gonna do for me? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's gonna that's just gonna be dependent on everybody else. When in reality, I, I need to figure it out on my own, and I'm glad I did because here I am with this with this such a better outlook on life, and I I feel like I'm a I'm a lot better better person, and I have a lot better better views on 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 the world than I did. Of course, yeah. I then I did not even. Yeah, six months ago, but then I did two months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just and in feel six like months from now, you're gonna think you're an idiot. Exactly. Like, exactly. You're like I can't believe I thought that back then. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is I I enjoy the fact that that humans grow so quickly, and and because and and you see you can see the difference from people that that you know I'm not gonna say never went through that because people have their own their own battles and because I, I was a big advocate of that like don't compare your your bullshit to somebody else's bullshit because yes, thing, things yes. that things that are so minuscule to you and things that aren't a problem to you can be some something so huge to somebody else. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and vice versa. Somebody that's so huge to somebody else could be super, or some so little to somebody else could be super huge to you. So I was a big advocate on you know don't compare what you're going what you're going through to somebody else because you have no idea. You have no idea how they feel about that topic or how they feel about that problem. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. I don't know. It was super cool to see how fast humans adapt and how fast people change to to adversity and to even even good things. When good things happen, how they handle it and how they take it and how that affects yeah. them as a person. I, I think it's super cool how how people how people react to those things and just watching humans be be humans and do the natural things they do is awesome. When people try to uh, when I say like I'm having a bad day or like when someone's like or I get hurt or something, and someone tries to compete with me, I'm oh, like, I'm like, that. oh, let me go get the banner. Let me get the pity party banner. I'll put it up. What do you What do you have to say? Go you ahead, quick. Me. We're, ce- we're me. celebrating now. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so stupid. Because every, I, I, I've said it in one way, but my and I've had this uh, ideology for a very long time, but my friend put it very succinctly, where he said, um, everyone's, I don't know how exactly he put it, but it was basically that um, everyone's worst day or biggest problem is their biggest problem like they've ever experienced. So yep. if if someone uh fought a war like fifty years ago and it was horrible and he lost his leg and, and his family's gone and what's a horrible situation. Horrible. But then some kid who uh gets bullied at a high school that his parents pay twenty thousand dollars a year for because yeah. he's super rich or something, that's the worst day of his life. So that, of that the soldier and that kid are both feeling the same exact pain. Yeah, because it's relative. But it, and if you say if you're like, oh my god, like I that, like I feel yeah. so shit, and you're like, well, what do you mean? Do you know people exactly. are starving across now, the country? Like I'm like, what, bro? Clearly, clearly that soldier's got a worse situation. Yeah. But if if you take a kid who has is like rich parents has a gr- has a great life 
and you take another kid who's in a third world country. Okay, in a third world country, that kid's father just got shot in the street because he couldn't shovel elephant shit fast yeah. enough. Okay, um, and that girl in a th- in a, uh, with rich parents um, got uh, got a flat tire got, got on a Mercedes. Flat, got a flat tire on on a Mercedes. If you put them in a room and there was a scale to measure pain, oh my god, they'd be the same. Yeah, they'd be the same thing. It's the yeah. worst thing that's ever happened to them. One's clearly worse than the other, but it's 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 all relative. So when someone says like, "How dare you feel that kind of pain?" or like, "Oh, I've got more pain than you," it's like that's really shitty. You got you have to be more aware of what you're saying. Exactly, and it's not like. You know, because I do I think this generation is is a little soft sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Do I think that, yeah. But I also do think you do need to be aware of, of that. Like that that is something it's that, relative. that that's just so it's just such a it's a it's a human thing that you should be aware of that like and I, I never understand cause, and it's a lot of the old generation. The older generation thinks that, all right, well, because, you know, you didn't get you didn't get Bruh. beat growing up or you know, you didn't you know, you didn't get fucking abuse or whatever whatever the case may be means you didn't have yeah. a have a have a problem growing up or there was there was nothing you should complain about growing up. Not even complain, but nothing nothing that should that oh, should bother man. you about about being being a child and going through your teenage years and your, your young adult years and doing all that. Oh, you didn't you you weren't poverty stricken. You weren't living in a box. Like there are people living under a, a under a bridge or and they still you know, are. Shut like, up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> cool. Okay and, and I'm and I'm going through shit I'm going through. Like what is the difference? Like what is the I'm going through my shit and that's what I know. They're going through their shit and that's what they know. So don't don't try and tell Tell me that that what I'm going through is discredited because somebody else is going through something that, in your eyes, looks relatively worse. You know what I'm saying? I well, I hate that. I like I know I just said, like, okay, this is not an absolute, but yeah. from my perspective, which is very narrow because I'm young, but it it, it it this has been um I don't want to use the word confirmed, but open quote unquote confirmed by people in like the baby boomer generation. Yeah, they've said this as well. They've agreed with me that. Uh, the 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 older generation, the baby boomers, they they some of them would agree, some of them probably wouldn't that the baby boomers actually had it better than us. Yeah, and and what, the reason why people see our generation and they're like, oh, you have it so much better, is because of, like the technology, technology, because it's like, oh, you can do things so much easier now. Like, self driving cars. Like Come sure, on. you're right. Like like if like. They couldn't watch an, like a three-hour-long movie in their bed with a cell phone. Yeah, like, they could. I, I can do. It. I can do it. I can put a laptop, watch one video, watch a movie on Netflix. Yeah, they couldn't do then, any of and this. And listen to a podcast on my phone. Exactly, all at the same time. So it clearly looks like we've got it, uh, be- like better because we got more resources. But I don't. I, I I would disagree because they're not looking at the at the whole. They're taking one small part of our generation and being like, yep, see, that's it. Because the technology, the advancement is the most glaring part of it. But, like, man, the stress, like, where the economy is going, where society is going, how, like, our our country specifically is so divided. And people have compared times right now to the Cold War, but being even worse because everyone's so divided and so stressed out. So when people say, oh, you got it so good, it's like, first of all, you have to think about relatively. Because, sure, I could have it better than you, but relatively speaking, I might be feeling the same pain as you. But then also you got to think about it on the grand scheme of things. It's like, sure, I might have this technology, but I did not have maybe the family aspect you had. I, I did not have um, the money to go to college like you did. Yeah. Things were cheaper back then. You you were able to get out of high school, not go to college, and get a pension. It's like – Yeah, and it's and that's world. the thing. It's like, honestly, I rather I rather – grow up back in the day because yeah. there's just so much so much bullshit that comes along with like the technology and all that kind of stuff like like yo social media like so much stress and anxiety and 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 
so many so many opportunities for 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 people to to tear down other people on social media and it's it's so it's so easy for you to just go on Twitter and make a make a Twitter account with some random ass name and, so, and go on somebody's account you don't like and start saying whatever yeah. the fuck you want to say you know what I'm saying or or start tweeting like like Mark Gerbino connection sucks yeah, I hate this yeah, shit like yeah. you can go on like you can go do that whenever you want and it's like all right what is what is the I I wouldn't benefit from not having social media in my life because it's just so much it's so much BS, yeah. dude. Like like relationships are easier without social media, uh, friendships are easier without social media, family relationships are easier without social media. It's just everything boils over to being negative with with a lot of tech. It's just, I, oh, I well it gets me so so annoyed, fires me up. <laughs> I gotta I gotta make sure when I talk about relativity that I'm I'm playing both sides because mm-hmm. relativity means like you know so I think. Being alive and living back then, I think, would be less stressful. However, if we were born back then, relatively speaking, we'd have the same amount of stress as we do now. Oh, but if, if you understood what life is in the future and went back in time, you'd be pretty stress-free yeah. for in a lot of ways, um, in a lot of areas, but not all. Um, so I think people that are older than us in, in an older generation, they aren't keeping in mind, like I said, the relativity, relativity of all things. So they had in a way, the same amount of stress as we did. Um, so they're like, get over it. But yeah. we're like, but you don't understand. And that's why there's a divide because no one's thinking about, oh, you lived a life too and you had no idea what the fuck you were doing. Exactly. But back then it was like, I think it was, it cause I think, I mean, it's pretty, pretty damn, damn clear that back then it was like, you know, being upset or being depressed or being anxious or being whatever, having any kind of mental health issues was so taboo to anybody back then. It was just so... Well, they didn't know that I didn't know any of that, that. And that's the thing is is that yeah. and nowadays it's like, you know, and I and I hear a lot of adults say it all the time, like, oh, everybody's depressed nowadays. Everybody, it's the music you listen to. My dad <laughs> says it all the time. And I'll put music on in the car and I'll be like, well, this is why you're, you know, you're pissed off and upset all the time. Because yeah. you hear this music you listen to, they're just screaming shit into your ear. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I get it, but like understand that you guys had these problems back in the day also. You guys you guys were going yeah. through all this shit. Just you had to suppress it back then because, you know, that wasn't socially acceptable to, to be to be depressed or anxious or whatever back then. It, it wasn't it wasn't okay to Well they didn't really know it was a that. thing. My my grandfather, like every other letter he writes in his sentences is a ca- capital. Like yeah. he's definitely like dyslexic or something, yeah. but he never got diagnosed because that wasn't like And if a you told thing. him he'd probably be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you about? talking about? Like and so it's like and he was yeah. like a really like he was in the police uh, force, like he was like so. It's like he had a normal life, getting paid uh, very well, but he probably has some shit fucked yeah. up, you know. And no yeah, one and knew. nobody's ever gonna tell him. No nobody's ever knew. gonna tell him. Nobody's ever gonna tell him. Um, it's like yeah, I I, I do think that's the other thing. I think right now, and it, it could have been back then too, but but I I do know. Um, well, I can't say I know, but the rate at which people are experiencing long form depression now. Is it's crazy and it, and, and it's yeah. kind of exponential. It's like doubling, like by the by the moment. Um, could that be be the case back then? Yeah, probably. Um, personally, although I do like I keep saying things are relative. Personally, though, I I don't think as many people were probably as depressed as they are now because they had more opportunities. Maybe like you know. Definitely not the baby boomers, but the ones before that, like in, oh, the, yeah. in the 30s. Oh, my like, God. They, they, their lives were fucked up. Yeah. But I, I do think they had more opportunities in, in the generation uh, before us. So I, I do think they had less problems, but they still existed. They were still yeah. there. Um, I, I just don't it, – it, it, it's hard to see these, you know, our parents or our grandparents or whatever and – um. Try to explain to them these things 
because they, they, they don't, don't understand. They don't get it. They're not gonna get it. Um, and some like I, I have an incredible father, an incredible mother, mm-hmm. and and they're willing to listen. And in most times, uh, they understand. But when I have an opinion that um, I think they might not understand, I just don't tell them. And that, that's and that I think that's what getting older because back in the day, yeah. I used to love telling my parents what I thought because I knew they thought different. And yeah, I, and, and I get it, was, it. And it was it was just the well, this is what I think. So what do you mean you don't think it that? Was like, it, it was just a stupid young immature thing. So now and and even my mom will say like I don't have the best relationship with my parents. Like we're not really as close as as I would like or like you know. And I don't really have the best relationship with my family. Like that, you know, you, you, people go through things. Whatever you get older, you mature. You see certain stuff, and it's, it's funny. You know, it, stuff changes. But back in the day, and and my mom says it to me now. She's like, you know, you really learn. To shut the fuck up sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I think that that was a big part of growing up was learning just to shut up, I just to not think. say things that you should like. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff I I I just hold like bite my tongue on. I think you're selling yourself short because I don't think that's a that's immature to talk about. Sh- you know who Socrates is, the philosopher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He would literally do what you just said. And just he, say whatever. He, he, he would he it. would go to people to in the middle of like a town square to argue with people. Yeah. He would. He would already figure out an argument and go up to a person and be like, "Hey, I don't like no. I have an opinion on this. What's your opinion?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, well, what about this?" Well, that's what I'm saying. I used to do that to my parents and shit, dude. I used to be so like, "So you yeah, call well, it childish?" Is, like, I guess. Like the mo- the most famous philosopher in all of history. That was literally his life. Yeah, that's what he did. So it's like, eh, maybe it's childish. Maybe so, yeah, but maybe and maybe not. But I I feel like I I guess I I just matured well, as a person. Time you know? and place, though. Like, yeah, and and I guess I just matured as a person, and I. I ended up being being a different human being than I was. Like we just said before, I I'm a different human being than I was two years ago. Yep. Where I would, you know, I would challenge like, and you go back to my high school and you ask any of those teachers or administrators in that school, and I promise you they will tell you how hard headed and stubborn and yeah. argumentative I was because yeah. I was just always very open about about how I felt. And if I didn't like if I didn't like something you said, I'd be like, I don't like what you said. Why did you say that? Yeah. And then and th- and then it turned into you know like like a, not an argument but a, but a discussion a heated discussion and there was plenty of times where teachers that I'm I'm super super close with now like I still see all the time I coach at the high school so you know I, I see those teachers all the time at the games and stuff like that and I see them and they're and they're they're great friends of mine you know what I mean but you know back in the day when I was a when I was a, a young naive seventeen year old who thought he knew everything you know there it got heated sometimes in, in those classrooms yeah. and you know so. I'm mean, like aside from uh, like Socrates, it's obviously like not appropriate to do it all the time. Yeah. But I do think disagreeableness is actually a good trait to have. Yeah. It's just knowing when to be when to, disagreeable. Yeah. Um, because I feel like people who are agreeable, who like agree to everything, and they like like yeah, well, that, that's it. I feel like they might actually agree, but in most cases, I don't feel like that's a good thing. Like I want like a, a div- diversity of thoughts. Yeah. So. I, I, I would say that's actually uh, an attribute to you, but then also if you're able to control when or when not to, uh, you know, bring shit up, yeah. that's also a good attribute too. Because like obviously, yeah, you don't want to go to your mother on like some like holiday or something, be like, hey, let me tell you why you're wrong today. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. If I went home and walked in the door, like, and I and I get it, she's stressed, a lot of shit going. Oh on. yeah. So if I went home and walked in the door and I said some stupid shit to her today, she'd probably lose her mind. She'd yeah. probably freak it's out. Pretty funny. It's 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 Thanksgiving. You're asking me these yeah. stupid questions. I'm like, you know yeah. what? You're right. So Respect. what I would probably Respect, do when I walk right? in the door is walk in. Hey, cool cooking. Go in my room because I'm not deal. I'm not. I don't want to hear it. I don't want it. I don't want to yeah. be in the middle of the stress today. So, I think 
I don't know, and I think it's it's picking and choosing your battles at one point. Yes, like I think yes, it's picking and choosing. Right. And and I think that's like you know you know where I was with my relationship a long time ago, and yep. you know um I've I've grown a lot from that, you know, and I I've moved on, we went our separate ways, all stuff like that, whatever. Yep. And I think something I'm going to bring into a next relationship of mine is is picking and choosing your battles. Because I started doing that towards the end of my last one, so I there was a lot of times mm. if so, if something was to bother me. I would say right then and there, and it would, and it would usually, knowing the person that I was that I was with, it was usually an argument. It was usually an argument. And looking back at it now, being being the adult I am and maturing, and and you know, and and seeing life a different way than I used to see it, it was, it was very toxic. Probably horribly healthy, like not not healthy at all. Definitely definitely very toxic. And well, um, I want you to open that up a little bit because. I, I like the picking and choosing your battles, uh, especially for uh, the whole, you know, having arguments with your family and with friends and with, you know, peers and whatever. I think it's good. But in a relationship, I feel like sometimes it's a little bit different. Do you mean to say not to have, like, a, a more mannered, like, temper? Or do you just mean to say just not to bring things up when it bothers um, you? Not, not to bring things up when it bothers you. I don't think either because – Personally, I I used to have a really bad temper, but I learned to control it. I th- I think I think I'm pretty good at at keeping my my you know uh-huh. my anger away. Like I like I don't I don't really get angry at much because like I was telling you before, I, I I like to look at things positively, and I don't I don't really like to let things affect me that I can't control. So, you know, if if there's if there's something that upsets me, and I, I looking at it from now from a now perspective, if I was in the same position I was a year and a half ago, um, I think. It's more of a, this isn't important enough to what's going on for me. Because I, I knew the outcome of what was going to happen. Like, I knew, because I knew the person I was with. I knew the person I was. And I knew if I was to bring up what I'm what I'm about to bring up. Or, if, you know, something bothers me a little bit. Or you just say it the wrong way. It's going to turn into something that it, it shouldn't. But that but that was just immaturity from both levels. You know what I mean? From both, from both sides of it, it that was just immaturity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've grown and... Maybe they've grown, and that that would be cool because you know they deserve you know w- happy to be happy, and they deserve something that's healthy and, and stuff like that. So I think it was, instead of instead of more of it was like a temper thing or like just don't bring it up, it bothers you. I think it was just a you know what it's not worth it. It's yeah, not, it's it's not worth like if, 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 if it was a stupid thing like 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 we like I yeah. used to argue with a significant other very much like at, to one point we I think we argued over like a. Like a song in in the car, like I wanted the aux and and oh, okay. they and they were like this song sucks and I'm like, well I'm listening to it like it's my car like yeah. I don't know what the big deal is and it turned into an argument and it's stuff I look at now as a as a I I get 19 still young but as as a 19 year old that's growing that's a very different person than he was when he was 17. You look at it now and you're like, why was I why was I arguing about that? I should have just gave that person. I should. It, it's not. Well, it wasn't worth the the argument over. You know what I mean? But I was just very stubborn. And very very hard headed, and I was like, "This is this is what I'm doing. This is what I want." Well, hold you know? on, because yeah, I think I think that is a part of what becoming a man is 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 to like, you know, know when to talk, when to speak, and and when it's worth it, when it's not worth it. However, I think you matter too, and I think communication is very important. And I think anyone's like first relationship or like young relationship is difficult because both parties don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. And like with the way I speak to my girlfriend, if 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 she, um, we we are great together, but and and we've never like really fought or anything, um, and it's because the way we communicate with each other. There's been times 
where uh, like Amanda has done that like same thing about music, and I would say to her like I wouldn't argue with her and I wouldn't just give her the music. I would say like what you just said upset me. This song clearly makes me happy. Um, you don't have to like it. I'd just rather you not say something like that. And then she would say the same things to me if I said something. And I and I think that's a healthy relationship. Um, because if you just gave them the auxiliary grind, and this is actually a very small example, but it's a good example very to explain good. it. Is that if you just gave her the auxiliary cord, um, that's you're you're submitting to yeah. You're not being learning, treated. Nobody's that learning way. anything. Nobody's learning anything yeah. from that. No, no one's learning anything. And, and you're okay with being talked to like that and treated like that, even though it's small. Like you know, if if you just blow it up a little bit bigger for a different situation, it's, it's the same thing. So I think understanding when to and when not to choose your battle. Like, if, if your girlfriend or your boyfriend or anyone says, g- gives an opinion on something that you clearly have no horse in, like you have no horse in that race, uh-huh. you can you can just listen, smile, and be like, oh, wow, and, and just keep talking and just, you know, ask them a question here or there. You don't have to make it into an argument. But if someone has an opinion um, and they're directing it at you, or if someone says something to you that they want you to do, then you can give your opinion. So I feel like you need to you know, have some responsibility on how you uh, handle things to make sure things like that don't keep happening. Because if if one day they're, they're taking the auxiliary cord away from you and, and the next day they're telling you not to go out with your friends, you know? Yeah, I hear. And that's why I think it's pretty cool because I see it about myself that at, at one point I was one extreme and at another point I was another extreme. And now I personally, I feel like I'm right in the middle and I'm perfect right now where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, not calling myself perfect. I hate that. <laughs> I'm not calling myself perfect. I'm not perfect by any means. But the the person I've I've always wanted to be, I think I'm that right now, which is which is really oh, good. Wow. Which is very good. I think I'm that person I always wanted myself to be. That okay. I always thought I was, but I was back then I was an egotistical prick. That, that I mean that's the that's just the the way to put it. And I just, I had an ego. My head was too big to walk through the door. Um, you know, I was I was I was somewhat popular. I had I had a lot of acquaintances. Um, you know, I played football. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I drove the nice car. I had the, I, I just had that ego trip throughout high school and, and I, I honestly feel bad for some of the people that, that I knew back mm-hmm. then that I treated like shit or not, not really. I didn't really, I don't think I really treated anybody like shit. I think I did it on, on, not on purpose, but I think it was just your attitude towards them. It was them? just my, it was just my, my, my persona that I put out. Like it was okay, just got my, it. it was my energy that I put out yep. that I was this egotistical big shot asshole and a lot of people could agree, and I and luckily I'm mature enough to when you know I have this conversation with people, and they're like, I mean, yeah, and I I could take that, I could take that, I could hear that. And I'm like, no, I agree. Like I know I was I was definitely a little over the top back then, and I was definitely a little egotistical, and I I definitely took a lot of things to heart because it hurt my ego when somebody would be like, yo, like why are you why are you acting like that, or you know, my significant other is like, yo, why are you acting like that? It hurt my yeah. it hurt my ego. And that's what sucks is because a lot of people that I disconnected with from, you know, high school or, you know, when I was younger because I was egotistical and very, very self-conceited. A lot of people I disconnected with, um, I wish I could reconnect with because I'm a, I'm such a different person than I used to be. You know what I mean? And a lot of those people, mm. a lot of those people heard that before for me. Like, oh, I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. And I was, and I was the same, same kid I was. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like now, um, and and I think people that are close to me that see that, I think they could they could also agree that I am finally that person that I used to say I was. And I was like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't look at it like that. I don't I don't feel this way, and and all that kind of stuff. I just feel like I'm a very very much different person than I was. And and I and I wish there was a lot of people that that could come back to my life that I could reconnect with, so I can prove to them, hey, look, like yeah. I'm sorry for you know what we went through or what I did to you. 
you know, how I fucked you over, how I screwed you over. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, give me, give me that, that other chance. And there's a lot of people in my life, friends included that, you know, they gave me plenty of chances to, to fix myself. And I never did because, you know, I was, I was again, egotistical and they didn't want to be around that. I understand. Like, and I think there was a little bit ago, it was actually right, right after we talked here with Sleepless Inspiration. I don't, and a lot of people don't know this, but I went through a really shitty time. Like, I went through a re- really, after that, after that, like after we talked, it was like, it was February into like my birth, like a little bit after my birthday. Um, I was drinking a lot every day kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and my friends actually that, you know, Aaron and that friend group actually like sat me down. They're like, yo, like, are you good? Like, and every yeah. day they would add, because, you know, I'd be at Aaron's and, you know, we'd be doing whatever we're doing. And I, and I had to, I had to drink. Like, I had to have a drink in my hand. Like, I had to be drunk. And, it, and you know, I'm 19, whatever, probably a horrible thing to say because of, because of my career choice and all that stuff. But I'm going to be honest. Like, I went through a lot of stuff and, yeah. you know, I'm not that person anymore, which is, you know, and that when, when I say, when I, before when I was talking about, you know, I walked through hell and put that shit on Facebook, whatever. Um, that was like my hell for me when, you know, I was at a really, really, really low point in my life. I was, I really wasn't getting along with my parents. You know, I didn't have a car. I, my, my car was totaled, so I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. Um, I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a good relationship with my parents. So all I had was, was drinking. You know, yeah. that's all I did was drink and I would, and I would just, I would just sit there and I, I, I would go home and I would cry every night and I would, I would be super upset. That's how I, it goes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I was just, I was just going through a lot of really hard stuff that, again, my parents don't really know about. So this is probably, when they watch this, probably the first time they hear about it. But I was, I was really bad. I would, any money I would get, I would, I would, you know, I would have somebody go to a liquor store for me and, you know, they would, they would buy it for me and I would spend any money I'd get on, on alcohol. And I thought that was, that was a good idea. I, you know, and it, it was, it was, it was an eye-opening experience looking yeah. back at it now because how, and like you said, relative perspective, like like looking at all that. To me, I I did a total one eighty and I flipped my life around completely because that was probably the worst point in my life where I was at probably last last February before the summer happened. It was probably the worst point of my life, and that was and that's when I kind of decided to go to the class one police academy and like do all that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like I was I I I literally looked myself in the mirror one day and I was like wow, like, I need to do something. Yeah. Like, I, I have nothing going for me right now. I am the biggest piece of shit I've ever looked. Like, th- like me looking in the mirror right now, I hate myself. Like, so that's when I was like, I'm going to go to police academy. And, that you know, that's where that started. But it was like, looking at it now, I cannot believe I pulled myself out of that because if I was, if that happened two years before and, you know, you just switched the timelines up a little bit and I wasn't as mature as I am now, I don't know if I ever would have pulled myself out of that. If I, If that happened at 18... Or that happened at seventeen into eighteen instead of eighteen into nineteen. I think I, I think I would have been, I would have been fucked to be honest, because I, I don't think I would have had the willpower to, to fix what I did. Really, I, I don't think so. I don't think I would have. And and honestly, I, if it wasn't for my friends, my my friends are some of the greatest people I ever met, dude. Because if it wasn't for my friends, I don't think I, I would have been able to pull myself out. And I and I knew I had a problem. So I used to get mad. I used to get really mad when people used to say something like when. My friends used to say something to me, and they used to be like, "Hey, are you all right, bro? Like, are you good?" Been, I used to be like, "Bro, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm enjoying myself. Bro. I'm enjoying." My, I was not. I I was so miserable. They knew I was miserable because, yeah. you know, all that stuff was going on, and you know, I was on and off with with somebody at the time, and it was just super, super, super toxic environment that I was in as as a person. Not, I'm not saying like, yeah, you know, no, I get it. Anybody did that to me? It was myself. I did that to myself. So pulling myself out of that was super, super hard, and it was like. You know, it was it was eye opening to to look back at it now and be like, wow, I I I overcame that, that I'm the person I am now. Yeah, it's just super. 
it honestly, I don't know, man. It it it, it chokes me up a little bit sometimes. It's it's fine. Me, it, it trips me up, chokes me up a little bit sometimes. So I'm like, I I never thought I'd be there as a person, you know, because I I always thought I'd be something. I, you know, I didn't well, go to school. Bro, and, you know, look so how was, much. Yeah. Look how much life you have left to live. Holy shit, it's crazy that you. And this is what we do. This is what we do, right? It's when I and I feel like I've said this story to you before. When I was twelve years old, I remember I was not not in, a, in, a, in an aggressive or mean way, but me and my father yelling at each other from across the house just because we had to be loud so we could hear each other. And I went to the bathroom to brush my teeth, and I was twelve years old. And my dad said, "Wrestling is your sport, and you don't know it yet." And I'm and I was thinking to myself, "What is he talking about? I'm too old to start something new." Yeah. What an idiot. Can you believe I said that? 12 years old. You, what you've gone through at such a young age is going to prepare you so much for the next fucking 70 years, yeah. CJ. You said you're 19? 19, yeah. Bro, shut the fuck up. I know. Come, I no, but, know. But, but, but I get it, though. I get it. I think you, you put some miles on, your, on yourself, um, in, in, in perhaps more than others. And, and, and I think you're going to do nothing but benefit from that. And I think it's cool to hear you say what you're saying. Um, yet still, you have the, you're still saying how you always thought you were going to be something or what, whatever the fuck you said. And I understand that. I can, I could empathize. I can sympathize. Yeah. I get that. Um, and it's crazy how, yeah, humans are magnificent. We're very cool. Yeah. We don't, we have very short sighted, like we're very short sighted. Um, and you're 19, and you feel that way, and you got so much left, man. You you, you had to go through what people are going to go through in 20 years. You're done. You're done. I mean, like, sure, it could happen again, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you got you, you got some experience. You I know? got through the first time. I know you, got, I you, got, time. you got some experience. And what you said about your friends, yeah, friends are fucking awesome. You know the, the quote, uh, blood is thicker than water? Yes. That a- It's actually supposed to be the, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means the family you choose is better than the family given to you. So your friends are more important because you can cultivate them, whereas your family is your family. Your family. You're and stuck now, with them no matter what with, you do. And now you can have a great family, and, and it's awesome, but you could choose and have better friends, and I think that's very important. And I get that, where you're like, hey, whenever my friend would say something, I'd get angry. And it's because you weren't angry at them. You were angry at yourself. Oh, 100%. And you didn't want to believe what they were saying. 100%. You, you, what do you mean have a problem? Fuck! How did he realize I have a problem? Yeah, that's because like, it's fucking clear. I would get so so annoyed, bro. And it was just it was horrible to see myself go through that because I never yeah. ever thought in a million years that. I, and you know, my family has a lot has a very bad history of like alcoholism. So it was like wow when I when I, wow. when, I when I felt myself <laughs> falling into that. And and yo, to be honest, I know when my parents watch, they're gonna be like, "Bullshit, yo, that didn't happen." I'm like, all right, go ask everybody. Like, and it was just so so shitty. To, and I and I didn't want to talk to my parents because I knew what they were going to tell me was the old school, suck it up. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be fine. You, you, no. you have so much life ahead of you. You're fine. Like, you're, you're big deal. Like, just stop drinking. Just stop doing whatever. Like, da, da, da. I knew that was going to be the outcome. So I knew I couldn't talk to my parents. But my friends, on the other hand, were, like you just said, they were there for me because they were my friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, knew, they knew the person I was, and they saw the person I was becoming, and they knew I, that wasn't me. You know what I mean? So when I, when I looked myself in the mirror, and I was like, wow, you're a piece of shit. It was like you need to you need to you need to buck up and figure it out, and I yeah. I always hated that. Cause my dad always said that like you know be a man, figure it out like that. That's just life that happens. Da da da. And I get it, and I and I get what he's saying because there's part of life that you do need to just buck up and figure it out and be a man and you know, be a man about mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I get I get what he was saying, and I understand because there's a lot of times you need to do that. But on the other hand, I I needed I needed support at that time. You know what I mean? Like I needed support from from my parents, but I I couldn't tell them something like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was it was that, but maybe it was also like I couldn't just muster up enough courage to tell my parents I had a problem. You know what I mean? There, that's yeah, scary. Yeah. That's scary. So just scary. having to look my parents in the face as, as much as we don't get along a lot, and you know as much as. You know, we really probably don't have the best relationship. Like, I'm not really close with them as as I as I would want to be, but it, it's still hard to look my the people that birthed me in the face and be like, I yeah. I'm 18 years old and I have a I have a problem. Well, I think it's cool watching a child grow with their parents, it's, and it's cool watching me grow with my parents. And you know, I I always say this: every son, it might be um, it might be every daughter too, but definitely every son hates their father at least one time in their life. Um, and that one time could be span over many years. But at least once, every son hates their father. But you go through this thing where when you're younger, you have to rely on your father. As you get older, you start to hate him because he's, yeah. he's telling you things you don't want to hear, which may be true. He might not be telling you the way you want, you, you want him to tell you that. And it, for a lot of reasons. But then eventually, you, you might not be here yet. But you don't make a decision without talking to your father first. Yeah. Uh, you get to that age where you're like, I get it now. And another thing is, which which I, I like cry all the time when I talk about this, where it's like, I, I heard this somewhere, where it's like when you're born, the love your mother has for you, 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 you get it. You understand it. Yeah. My, my, your mother loves you. But you don't realize how much your father loves you until you have a son of your own. Yeah. Because once you have a child, you're like, oh, oh, I get it now. Because obviously your mother held you for for nine months, and she you know she's giving you life. She's she's feeding you. She's like this is this is your life source. Um, but you don't realize how important your children are until you have a child of your own, especially yeah. if you're a man. I think I th- I think that's really beautiful. So when when you talk about your parents, and, and I've experienced the same thing. Uh, Maybe they won't understand. They're not going to understand, or it, it's hard to have a relationship with them. And not only is perhaps that's the age, um, it's the environment you you grew up in, the environment you're you're in currently, but it's also the relativity. It's the difference in how they grew up and how you grew up. Um, and if the if, if if a father or mother created a life that's ten times better than what it was when they were children, they're going to have a really hard time understanding their own children because whereas they were born, whether it be poverty or they were born in like a really shitty household where they got like beat all the time and they have children who have a great life, they're not going to be able to relate to that child's life because they had it, they have it, yeah, a lot better. But then, right, sure, they have a lot better, but then their relativity. It's like, I'm having a bad day because of this happened. Your, Your parents are like, what the fuck are you talking what about? What do you mean you got you got a D on a test? Yeah, that's like, your bad day. Yeah. I got my ass beat if so I came home with a D. Parents like, oh. spend such a long time bu- trying to build such a beautiful life for their children, but they forget that their children's life and their pain is going to be relative to theirs. Um, I feel like that's something you have to keep in mind. So when you have children or when you have friends and you talk to them before you give them advice, before you talk to them or take in what they're about to say, you have to be like, you have to sit yourself down and be like, okay, yeah. so this is my life. What am I going to say to them that makes sense to them? And I have to, I have to kind of live live in their shoes before I speak with them. And people have a hard time doing that. And that's a hard thing to grasp. That's like a hard concept to to put in your mind because no, nobody nobody was talking about this. And it, and it's crazy because we have this outlet that that 
we can come here and yeah. and put all this wisdom out into the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people have this outlet where you can you can just Google on your phone how to be a more supportive parent. You know, and and I yeah. bet nine million YouTube videos pop up and eight thousand articles about yeah. how to be a better supportive parent. Back then, it was like, I want to be a better. I want to be a supportive parent. Uh, I'd have to go to the library and get a book. You know what I'm saying? It's not I'd, even that. It's I'd like, have to go talk to somebody face to face who probably doesn't have the same outlook on life that I do. So it's different. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if if yeah. nowadays if I wanted to know something. I can go and look it up and find one out of the 8,000 videos posted about that topic, the one guy that agrees with me, and I can be like, you know what? That's how I feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can go find the one out of 8,000 that agrees with me, and, and I'm going to be like, look, see, I'm valid because look at what this guy says. You know what I mean, back then, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. You didn't have the technology, and that goes right back to that technology thing and you know yeah. how our generation might be better, but it might be worse because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so now you can you can skew things a lot of the, a lot of the time to the way you want to think because – there, odds are there's somebody in the world that thinks the same exact way you think. You know what I'm saying? But back then, it was like, what odds are there's somebody in the world that thinks the way you think, but what are the odds you're actually going to go find that person? Well, I think a lot of people uh, back then um, and our parents, they got a lot of how they act from their parents and from their environment. So it was kind of like a, a, a family thing. They all kind of act the same. Whereas the reason why I think a lot of children... Um, have been very divisive, um, and like they have been very disagreeable towards the parents from like the eighties mm. to now, is because technology changes, changes, and we are more connected as a people. Whereas our parents, all they had was their family and their neighborhood, so they don't, they don't have many things to be divisive over. Exactly. Whereas we have exactly. a lot more opinions than they did, so it, it, it's new territory for everyone. Um, so you have to like cut them some slack, but. It, the problem comes when both the child and the parent don't realize that both parties grew up differently. Yeah. When I, my father is one of nine, um, and I I could see how he grew up, and my mother's an only child uh, until uh, she she has a half sister uh, later in life. But, um, I have to whenever I speak with them, I have to okay, this is how they grew up, this is how they understand things. I do a lot with my mother, um. Because I think my mother grew up a lot differently than um, me or my father did. I think I grew up more similar to the way my father did than the way my mother did. Yeah. So I have to take that into consideration more with my mother. But um, once you're able to, you know, live their life for a little bit, like really try to understand what they li- live like, then you could have a more productive conversation. Um, but parents, children, you know, people, they don't, they don't do that. Not because they don't want to. They don't think... They need to. They think everyone has lived the same life they have. Everyone 100%. thinks, oh, you see, you saw the same thing I did? You read the same thing I did? Um, probably. So why are you thinking about it yeah, differently? You yeah, know yeah. So, so it's, it's like... And it's... Cha- people don't want to be challenged. People... people a lot of... There's, there's a lot of people, especially back in the... In, you know, our parents' generation, that when you kind of challenge ideologies like that, it's like, well, what are you what are you trying to say? I'm wrong? And, you know, and people with abrasive personalities, like I like I was, I had abrasive personality. I got it from my mother, who's also a very <laughs> abrasive person. Anybody that knows my mom can yeah. attest to that. Right. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, you get challenged in an idea, and, you know, you're going to tell me I'm wrong? Like, I, this, I, this, this is how it is. And that's how I was for a while. And that's when, you know, that goes back to when we were talking about, you know, me disconnecting with a lot of people because I was unable to see, you know, what my flaws were, or what my, you know, my, my toxic traits or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't able to see those things because I grew up in a, in a household yep. with somebody that, you know, and, and, you know, my, my dad helped me a lot with, with kind of understanding life. And my dad has a really good perspective on life and, 
you know, the way he sees things. Do I see it a little different? Yeah, but, you know, kind of the mix with my mom and my dad, it, it was hard for me to, to figure out the person I was and to figure out, like, how I wanted to look at life and, and to figure out why why sometimes I was I was the unhealthy person in the friendship or the relationship or the or the family, whatever it might be. It was hard for me to realize that I was the unhealthy one Yeah. until, you know, the like the police academy, like the class one police academy matured me so fast. And I, I don't know if it was the academy in general or if it was the job, like just being there. and Responsibility. Having be, and it's the responsibility of the job knowing that, like, this is a job I'm working right now. So I, you know, that, that matured me really fast. And then, you know, I got the awesome, awesome, you know, job over at the, at the high school, coaching over there. So, you know, I had to be mature there because I couldn't act like a high schooler with these high school kids because then they're not going to respect you. And, yeah. and half of them, half of them know me as, as CJ anyway because I played with half of them. You know, the juniors were freshmen and the seniors were sophomores. You know what I mean? So they still see me as, yeah. as CJ. The freshmen that I coached prior, that they're freshmen now, I coached them when they were eighth grade, so they see me as coach. You know what I'm saying? They see me as coach, so I can't act like their friend. But there are kids on that team that are, are my friend and, you know, I you know I I text all the time and we we, we Snapchat yeah. and we text and we bullshit yeah. because they're they're my friends. But at the end of the day, I I have to grow up and I have to Weird, I have right? to I I know it's and we talk about it all the time. They're like they'll come to me. I Ty Kaz he comes up to me all the time. He's like I'm never calling you coach. He's like do you want do you it's want me to call you so coach? I'm like Ty no I don't want you to call me coach. Like you're it, I can't yeah. I can't I can't like and every once in a while like you know I'll be like you know looking over there and they need something to be like yo coach and I'll be like what's up you know what I'm saying and, and that's a little different but they'll never walk up to me what's up coach and shake my like never yeah, it's never yeah. that it's 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 what's up well CJ, you gotta go through uh, growing pain exactly and I'm yeah. okay with that because again they're 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 still my friends at the end of the day and that's you know weird. I'm close with their families I'm close with their siblings and a lot of them have yeah. brothers that I played with that are my age so you know like Ty's brother was my quarterback for two years so it was like you yeah know, and I I've known Ty so. You know, and Mike's the same way. I played with his brother. His dad coached me, so he was like a little brother to me. And, you know, Matt's same thing. I grew up with his sister. And, you know, Ryan Dean, I played with him. So, and that, that was heartbreaking at the end of the, when we lost that game. He, uh, we lost the, the final. You know, he's crying. I come yeah. and I hug him. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry, coach. Like, I wanted to win it for you. And I, I started crying. I was yeah. Like, oh, dude, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to cry because, you know, from a coaching perspective, it's different. But, you know, once he said that, and I was like, I was like, oh, man. Because, you know, he was there. He was a sophomore when we lost that same team. When I was a senior, you know what I mean. He and he yeah. he played a role, like he played a role. He, he played on you know special teams. He played on defense every here and there. So, you know, he played a role. So seeing that, and he was just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, coach." It was just like, "Oh man, that yeah, that that, that pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. Pulled my heartstrings a little bit." But, you know, life's perspective, and that's it. And I, that's it. And you know, yeah. we could talk about it forever. I I feel like that's such a topic that that I can speak on for so long. How how different life can be for everybody else and just all that kind of stuff. So they can be very different. Very, very. I mean, there's a, there's this movie that, that, that shows it really well. It's called Mr. Nobody. And I don't think it is like a good movie. Like I don't yeah. think anyone even knows that it exists, but uh, it shows how uh, it takes one character and shows them live a life making a different decision at each beginning yeah. and how their life is completely different. It's kind of cool. And that's the truth. Like, And it's crazy to think about how, how different your life could be. Like, Imagine how different my life could be right now if I went off to school. You know what I mean? Or imagine how different my life could be yeah. if, if I never decided to, to join the police academy. You know what I mean? Where where would I be? I could I could have been kicked out of my house with, with no job, nothing, and still you know addicted to, to drinking alcohol. Like I could still be there. But how different my, my life could be for one decision I made where I was like, I can't do this anymore or, you know, I need to get out of this situation I'm in or I need to get out of this friendship or I need to get out of this relationship. The one decision I made 
think about how, how to, and you could sit there and dwell on it and be like, oh, my life could be so much better. You know, if I went to school and played football, I could be one of the best at, at the school. You know, I could be getting offers to go Division One, and I could, you know. But what it, what is, remember when I said before about, like, like things you can't control, what is thinking about that and saying that to myself going to do for me and my, my, like, happiness? You know what I mean? Like, that's going to do nothing for me telling myself it could have been better if I made this decision. You know what I mean? Like, I can't control that. I did it already. I made the decision. The past is the past. You can't change that. So do what do what you're going to do in the future. Don't worry about what the fuck you did in the past, dude, because it's all, it's all gone. It's all done already. So there's no, there's nothing you could do about it. No. Yeah, like I, I said before, that's, that's like a lot of Buddhism. That's, that's, that's how it works. Um, I was saying recently how, you know, you, you experience emotions, and they're real. They, they, they hurt. They feel good, whatever it is. And But... If you feel, if you experience bad emotions and someone says to you, I, I I don't like when someone says happiness is a choice. Like I get that statement, I understand that statement, but choosing to feel a certain way and actually feeling a certain way is completely different. That's like that's like faking till you make it. I don't like. I don't that. like. That. I don't like. Faking I don't like you that because there's no reason because eventually the faking is going to run out. I feel like that's that's like weaponized positivity like i don't like that like if someone like i want i want my emotions to ensue like i want them to come up from themselves i don't Mm want to like like and people will like go on their deathbeds and say i wish i chose to be happy more like i understand like you can say like you know what i'm gonna have a different perspective on this right now i I get that like i said before that's a hard thing to do but i want my emotions to be my actual emotions i don't i don't like you said, fake it until I make it. Like, I don't want that. And I know I'm going to go through pain. And I know, like, struggle is going to come. But I think it's it's me consistently working at whatever I'm doing. So eventually I could uh, get happiness and get contentment. Um, I just don't – I just, it bothers me when people are like, oh, like, just cho- choose differently. Just, like, yeah. I'm like, prof- like, fuck off, man. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I don't like the fake it till you make it thing. I think it's very, I yeah. think it's very stupid. Like you just said, weaponized happiness. Like I think, I yeah. think it's just not right. But don't get me, I, I still did it. Did I, did I fake it till I, till I was truly happy? Well, yeah. So, like, when, you know, yeah. when, when I first got out of, you know, a toxic relationship or when I first, you know, moved on from a friend group that I, that I, I wasn't getting along with or any, anything, whether it was a family relationship or anything like that, when I first started to, you know, to do those things, I was not happy. But am I going to put out into the world that I'm not happy and let people know I'm not happy and, and wear it on my face that I'm unhappy? No, only because I wanted to prove to not to not even just to everybody else, to myself, mm-hmm. that I can that I can, I can do this. I can be happy. So like, I woke up in the morning, even though I felt like shit and I didn't want to. I didn't yeah. want to get out of bed or whatever. Yes, I was like, all right, get out of bed, eight a.m. Get out of bed, sun's out. Go take a shower. Go get a coffee, and and go. And I and I have this. I have this loop. I drive. I drive the same loop all the time. And and sometimes and sometimes I I take to different places just to see different things. So like, if it's really an, I have a day off. I usually did this on Friday mornings right before games. It was my it was my ritual. I would get up super early, like seven thirty. I would shower, do what I got to do, and um, you know I leave my house like eight o'clock. Go get a coffee. My Dunkin' guy knows my coffee order. Yeah, so I'd pull cool. up. And he, what's going on, man? What's going on? All right, just pull up. Whatever. Get my coffee. That was, you know, best part of my day so far. Get my coffee, blast my music, go on a drive, windows down, heat yeah. on, hood up, like feeling right. good. I love that. You know I love that. Like, just like just feeling good, feeling positive. And even even when I, I, you know, had a shit night before, you know, something was going on and I had a conversation with somebody I, I didn't really I didn't really enjoy or, you know, something something yep. went down where I, I just wasn't happy or I saw something I didn't really like and yeah. I was just ugh. 
you know, and I would force myself to get up and I would force myself to put a smile on my face. And eventually, and and maybe it wasn't, sometimes it was, you know, an hour later, sometimes it was a week later. Eventually I was like, you know what? Well, I'm starting to feel a lot better. I'm starting to feel a lot happier about the situation. I don't. I don't think that's fake it till you make it. I've read something, yeah. and it, it said I. They said they agree with us. They don't like fake it till they make it. They call it face it till you make it. I saw it on like, Facebook. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook? Facebook. I think I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Facebook. I, th- yeah. I think I saw that in Reddit. Whereas, like, because um, faking it till you make it, it's lying to yourself. Facing it till you make it is like, no, things fucking suck. But I'm gonna make I'm gonna it better. I'm gonna do something about yep. it. Yep. Fake I it till you that. make it is just saying nothing's nothing's wrong. We're we're doing alright. Yeah, Shut the fuck up, man. That's not true. Something's wrong. Yeah. Accept it and let's, let's and fix, fix it. it. Let's fix do it. something fix about it. Instead of sitting there and, I, and wallowing but, in it. But choosing to ignore pain and calling it uh, positivity is absurd. I think that is ridiculous. Yeah. I think anyone who, who you know, tries to have a good day every day because that's what they're supposed to do, they're lying to themselves. You're yeah. going to have bad days. It's just, you know, what actions you take to make sure those bad days get better. Ignoring it is not going to make it better. I, I I think I that. accepting the fact that yeah. things suck right now, and and telling yourself that you know what I can I can overcome it. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. Is there, there's a lot of people that aren't confident in themselves to overcome things that that they hundred percent can. Yeah. So so they let themselves just fall deeper and deeper and deeper into that until eventually you can't overcome it. There there eventually there there are times where, where like when people like succumb to addiction or mm. you know like like yeah. serious stuff like that. I'm not talking about like oh. Uh, you know, I I got a D on a test today. Like, oh yeah. my god, you know, it, it, maybe not like that, but you know, there's a lot of things where where there's a point where you need to just kind of kind of and like I said before, my I used to say my dad said all the time, just kind of like buck up and be like, yep, all right, we're gonna deal with it, and you know, look it right dead in the face and 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 deal with your problems. And I think I think that's and I know it's not easy for anybody to do, um, but I think that's probably the best way. Personally, I've seen that I've. I've overcome a lot of things yeah. I've went through was just kind of looking it in the face and be like, all right, this is what I need to do. Like, I have no choice. I tell myself I need to do it because if I'm like, oh, you know, like, it could wait. Like, I could be depressed another day. I could sit, I could lay in my bed and, you know, sit in my dark room yeah. and, and, you know, stare at my phone for, for 10 hours all day. But what is that going to do for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I might waste waste $6 on a coffee. I might waste a half a tank of gas. But at the end of the day, I think we've talked about it before that that, you know, money comes and goes and, you know, life doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so if I waste a whole November 22nd, you know, in, tw- in 2021, I'm never getting that November 22nd, 2021 back ever again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I waste that whole day. I don't know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. So God forbid, you know, I, I walk out the door and I get hit by a bus the second I walk out the door. It's like, yeah. so now you wasted your whole day. Now you wasted the, the whole last day of your, and, and I, I actually just bought this book that I haven't read yet because, um, I was I was reading this different book. I got into reading. By the oh way. man, I CJ! Reading a couple books. I read this. I read this really good book. What's it called? Um, it had like two names. I think it was republished under a different name. Um, I think it's called Seek the Truth, but I don't remember what the first name okay. of it was. It was about um, you know, this girl who she was cleaning out her her dead mom's house. Her mom just passed away. She was cleaning out her house, and she found this birth certificate from a girl that went missing years and years and years and years ago. Okay, so she was very confused as to what was happening, whatever. So. I don't want to spoil the book. Very good book. I think she really, she, you know, okay. she, she meets this private investigator. You know, people are trying to kill her the whole book. It, it's a very, very, very good book. Um, and that was my first real book I ever read on my own. And, uh, that, you, and that was thanks to somebody that, that, you know, was in my life that, that yeah. was a very positive impact on me who I did, 
you know, fade away from, and you know, I don't, I don't talk to anymore, and they are, they're very far out of my life now. But I do thank them for, you know, everything they did for me, and you know, put me in that position to, yeah, you know, I should probably better myself and read this book. And um, me and that person actually, we bought this this book I'm about to talk about together, and we planned on reading it like, like at the same time, yeah. so we could talk about it because we were always reading, like she was yeah. always reading stuff, and, and I was always reading stuff, and and it was like I never could could relate. So I was like, I kind of actually, I want to, I want to be able to. And you know what I'm talking about. You want to relate with people. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you care about people a lot. You want to relate with them. So you're going to do something that you don't usually do just so you can relate. And and I I, li- I enjoyed it. I read my first book, like, my first actual book on my own, and I really liked it. And so we got we got this book, um, and it was called uh, They Both Die at the End. I don't know if, you, if you've seen it on TikTok or no. whatever. But um, so it's about these two guys. I haven't I haven't read it yet, so I'm very excited. But The it's book about, is called They Both Die, they both at, the die at the End. They Both Die at the End. That's the name of the book. Um, so it's about these two guys who there's a thing called death cast where they, they call you and tell you, okay, in the next 24 hours, you're going to die. So th- this company, th- you, this company would call you and they would be like, uh, is this Mark Trubino? Yeah. Uh, hi, this is death cast. Uh, we're sorry to inform you, but in the next 24 hours, you're going to die. And that was it. And that, then, and, and they hang up the phone and that's it. So, um, in the book, there's two guys that get the same call from Deathcast, like in the next 24 hours, you're going to die. And they meet up with each other to live the best 24 hours of their life. And I, I'm so excited to read this book because it sounds so great. But after just reading the first couple pages and, and, yeah. and knowing that, and it changed, my, it changed my perspective on the way I look at things so much because it's such the truth. Like if we had something that, that would call us as people to tell us that we were going to die in the next 24 hours, yeah. I bet you would go live the best life you could I don't even know what that would be. So, that's yeah. what you'd be distraught. I'm but like, what I but I, that's what, what I'm saying. Do? What do you do at that point? So from now on, I enjoy living my life like this is the last 24 hours I'm going to live every day. Like I'm going to live every single day in my life the best I could possibly think of. Be, like don't think about tomorrow. Don't say I'm going to do it tomorrow or, you know, I'll be happy tomorrow. Or, I'll be, I'll do this tomorrow or anything like that because tomorrow, I, who's, I, I don't know if it was, was Mike Tyson or, what? or Muhammad Ali that said that that this is something about just, there's don't worry about tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. You're not going to train tomorrow. You're not going to work harder tomorrow. No idea. You're not. I I I watched a video and I don't remember if it was an interview with Mike Tyson. Sounds like a Mike Tyson thing. Yeah, it was Mike Tyson or Muhammad, and Muhammad Ali with with some guy interviewing him and um and that and that's what he said. It was it was one of the three and they were talking about how you know there's not going to be a tomorrow. There's no there's no guarantee of tomorrow. Don't even think of there being a tomorrow because the only thing that you have right now is your past and you can't do anything about that. So it's your past and your present. So your future doesn't mm-hmm. even exist. Your future has no existence in life right now because yeah. there is no like the every second that goes by right now that's all that exists. So the future is already done. Can't do anything about that. So all you have to work with right now is the present. So if you're going to worry about what you're doing in the future or what you did in the past, you're not going to focus on exactly what you're doing in, in the in the present to make your life what you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and I absolutely love that. And I, I think I live by that every day in my life. Every day I wake up and I do everything that makes me happy. And I do everything that that's going to make that day the best day I could possibly have every day. Yeah. You want to... Uh, I, I, I understand the... Uh, like when you're saying, uh, like sometimes you want to feel, you want to stay in bed and do nothing. Like yeah, everyone, everyone feels yeah. that way. And a, a lot of people, you know, they try really hard. I, I was talking the last episode I recorded. It actually hasn't gone up yet. Um, by the time I, I post this, it'll be up. But I was talking to this uh, girl who is a, um, 
She owns her. She's like an entrepreneur. She owns her own uh, a production company where she films like fifteen to like minute long commercials for people. And I was asking her. I was. I was like, okay, like obviously you're you're finding success because you're making money. You're you're doing really well with this new business. But like, if, if this didn't work out for you, when is it okay to quit? Right? Because, you know, realistically, it's like. If you're the only person doing it, if you don't have like good parents, if if you're if you're like older, if you're in your thirties or forties, you got to take care of yourself. Eventually, you can't keep pursuing your dream. You have yeah. to, you gotta, you know, okay, it's it's time to quit, and that's really suck. That really that's really sucky. Um, some people have the mindset, which I like to believe I am that person, but I don't know yet because I haven't gotten there yet. I'm I believe I'm the person who's like I'm either gonna do it or die trying. Like literally, yeah. like, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to starve to death if I don't do it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that person because I'm not there yet. We'll find out eventually, I guess. But um, it's like when you quit. And, and you talk about making every day worth it, making every day like part of the grand scheme where you're actually pushing towards your dreams or you're trying to get somewhere. You can do that every day. I think that's a good thing to have. But And if you're doing something, if, you, if, you, if you're being a teacher or a plumber, if you're, if you're a coach, if you're um, – you know, if you're if you're a stay at home parent, it's like every day you do your you do your job, you do what you're supposed to do. You are making the world a better place. You are making your environment a better place. Absolutely. But if there's something you want that you don't have yet, and it's very hard to get, whether it's like you're a coach right now, but what if you wanted to be a coach for uh, a college team? Yeah. Right. What if you wanted to do that? You're on a, you're kind of on a direct path to get there. So every day you work hard, and CJ, you, you can do something like that. But for a lot of people, they try really hard and they keep not getting what they want. And they end up trying, they like blame the world. The world hates me and all that. And obviously that's not true, but eventually they do have to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard conversation to have. It's like, when, when is it okay to quit? Because you, you're taught your whole life, never quit. Yeah. But eventually you, you might have, have, to. have to. You have to. As that, is that not I the know. most annoying thing and ever? I, and that's what sucks is I, I hate quitting. I'm the farthest thing from a quitter. Like if I hate something, I'm going to do it just because I said I was going to do it. Yeah. Um. So... I think personally, there's a, that's a lot of the reason I, I don't do a lot of the things I say I want to do because I, I overthink it a little bit and then I get nervous and then I'm like, oh, I'd rather, because I know I'm not going to quit. And I, I hate, I hate hating things. I don't like not liking things. Like it's the yeah. worst because I, again, I'm very, I, I enjoy being positive because I used to be, I used to be pretty negative. I used to be a pretty negative person. You know, when things uh-huh. would go wrong, I used to blame, again, blame, blame the world, like you just said, and, and do all the, that, that bullshit that, that, you know, I, I didn't like. I didn't like by myself. I used to do all those toxic traits I used to have. I used to partake in those, and I hated it. Yeah. So now I kind of rather, all right, I'm going to, and and I and I think there's a lot of, um, I, I guess, comfortability in what I do, and that's why I, I don't. Yes, like, I can And see I'm, that. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to change it. If I hate it, I can't quit it, and then I'm not going to be comfortable, and I, I know I'm comfortable here. Like, you know, the job I'm at, I know I'm comfortable, and what I do, I'm comfortable, and, you know, I where I live, I'm comfortable, and I'm very comfortable here. Uh, but I don't know. You ever hear Yes Theory on YouTube? It sounds familiar. They do. They do a lot of like. They do a lot of very inspirational stuff. And and those people on that channel are super inspirational. And their whole like slogan, their brand name is called Seek Discomfort, right? And I think you told me about this. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. I definitely did because I I love them a lot, man. And I, and I still wa- I still watch them to this day. And they do a lot of crazy stuff. And and it, and it's it's Seek Discomfort's pretty self-explanatory. You 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 yeah. want to get out of your comfort zone because that's what that's what molds you in, into into the person yeah. that. You, you could be is getting out of your comfort zone because when you don't you you tend to stay the same person that you were 
when you're when there's no change. There's no change going on, so there's yep. there's nothing to change. There's nothing to to, to it rest increases, on. Increases uh, your brain plasticity. Exactly. There, there's none yeah. of that if you if you stay the same. But if like I I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to I'm I'm gonna go stay over in uh, South Carolina for a couple months with one of my friends. Cool. Just to get out of here and just to see. If there's anything else out there that oh you'll that, find that it is, and and I sure hope there's so a lot I out sure there, hope man. so because I'm leaving a lot here you know what I mean I'm, I'm leaving a lot of friends here I'm leaving I'm leaving jobs here I'm leaving family here yep. you know I'm I'm leaving opportunities that that I pray one day arise here I'm leaving because I just need to go see if there's something else because yeah. and I read this thing on Twitter it was like you know the the one decision that you're super scared to make might be like the best one you'll ever make. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I read that. And I'm like, well, fuck now I gotta go now. Like I, I, I can't, I can't change now. Cause if I, if I hate it, mm-hmm. I could always come back. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not quitting. I don't think that's quitting. Cause I'm not doing anything uh, like absurdly crazy. I'm, I'm going, I'm staying with one of my friends, seeing how I like it. And if I like it, I find a good job over there. Who knows? I might be able to get an apartment and stay there on my own. And you know, you never know. And that, that would be cool one day. But so right now I think, I don't know, man. I think I'm I'm just super comfortable where I'm at. I need to I need to focus on on making myself uncomfortable so I can I can learn and grow. So I think I again I I I really enjoy the person I'm at. And I think I'm right where I need to be, but I think I have I have a lot higher ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that's ceiling, a good way to put it. I think my ceiling's a lot higher than uh, than what I'm giving myself right now because I like right now I'm telling myself like oh I'm super happy. What do I need to change? Yeah, like you not know? not to go not to keep going back to it, but like. You and I, we're, we're both young, but like you're fucking, you're you're 19. Yeah, of course. And you, when you're young, when you have no children, so that's easy. the fucking time to make those mistakes. Yep. That's the time to to learn to, from all. Holy those shit, shit yeah. yeah. And and listen, we got to kind of blessings, right? Because um, some people can't. Some people are 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 our age, yeah. and they can't make those decisions. So. What a shame it would be is we don't take advantage of these opportunities that other people don't have. It's not honoring those people by not doing these things. A lot of people are like, oh, well, other people don't have it, so it's like, why should I take why advantage I of it? it? It's like, no, take a, take advantage yeah, of it. exactly. You taking advantage of your uh, condition where you are right now is honoring the people who don't have those conditions. Yeah. Um. So I think at a young age where you are, it's, yeah, it's time to make mistakes. It's time to be uncomfortable because – when you have to start paying like a lot of bills, if you have children, if you have, if you have uh, a job where it's like if you lose this job, you're fucked. Yeah. Once you're in that part of life, the decisions you you can make are a lot more narrow. Very. Now is the time. Now is the but time. I, and that's what I say all the time, man. That that I have so much leeway to just do what I want to do. Yeah. And and learn and find out where I should be and what I should be doing. So I, I find it really cool how. How at this age I I'm I'm given the opportunity to to just get the fuck up and and move states like I'm like it's not even like I'm I'm moving a couple towns over like an hour away I'm moving states like I'm going yeah I'm going Jersey to South Carolina like that's pretty yeah. far I'm leaving a lot here and and you know that might be a reason a lot of things here don't work out like you know I like I have somebody I'm I'm very close with now that I hope things work out with that person that would be super cool um you know and and do that does that person particularly think me moving to South Carolina is a good idea and you know that that'll work from here to there no but uh, you got to do what you got to do you know what I mean I, yeah. I can't I, I already already held myself back from from plenty of things for a person before and um is there a little regret there yeah I like to kind of live where you know and you know that stupid fucking meme no regrets like the guy from what is it we're the Millers 
You ever see that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Where he yeah. has the tattoo across his chest yeah. and he's about regrets wrong. Like yeah. and that's how it is though. Like you don't like you I feel like regrets in life are so shitty because then, then you just dwell on it. I mean you could regret things, but don't don't let it don't let it sit in the back of your mind that all right, I regretted not doing this because of this and, and sit on it. Or you regret it, all right, go do that now then. If you have the opportunity, go do that now. Go go do the things that you regret not doing because like you just said, right now is the, is the peak time to, to do those things when I don't have bills or kids or, or a career or anything like that to worry about here. You know what I mean? Remember the first time we recorded and, like, the first thing I asked you was, like, all right, man, so what's the plan? Yeah. I I wouldn't say there is a plan for anyone, but you definitely figured out a lot. There's a blueprint. I you, think, you, right you, you figured out a lot. Yeah. And I'm not saying you figured out a solution to everything and the perfect way to do things, but I can clearly tell – that you're in a better place than you were before. I think you you have learned more about yourself. You've learned a lot about life, and you're only 19, and the experiences you've had, other people have not had, and that makes you a richer person. I think you are ready to make these mistakes. You are ready to, to do more, and you're ready to fucking hate yourself again. Yeah, I think it's about embracing you're, it. Yeah, I think it's about it's, embracing it's hating yourself for, for a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, and you think you're, you know, like I said before, you're on this egotistical trip that I was on. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you do when you don't hate yourself and you think you're, you're perfect where you're at and you know, do I, do I like the person I am right now? Yes. But yeah. do I think I'm perfect and I have no room to grow? No way. Like I think there, I'm going to be a, a 10 times better person than I am now, maybe six months from now. That'd be great. You know what I mean? But I think it was, it was growing up and then having to mature and even, even first year out of high school, second year out of high school, this is my second year out of high school now. So, you know, getting to, getting to embrace those, those toxic traits of myself and, and looking myself in the mirror and seeing those toxic traits and being like, this is what I do wrong here. This is what I do wrong here. I think I could have done this better. I think I'd do this better. And maybe not being able to go back and change every decision I made and change the situations and change the relationships I have with people because of what I fucked up. Yeah. More, more of, all right, this is what I did wrong, so for the future, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Or, or yep. in the present, yeah. I'm going to do this. Like I said, you don't really have a future. So, you know, if, if I ever end up in a in, in the relationship I used to be or, you know, with somebody new or, you know, in, in a friendship I was never in yeah. or, you know, or anything, anything along that nature. I feel like me embracing the toxic traits that I had, I feel like that's going to do a lot better for me because I feel like I, I did get rid of a lot of those toxic traits and I feel like my communication skills got a lot better. My, um, my, my self-awareness got a lot better. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm more self-aware to the things I say and, you know, to how I act and, and how I communicate and how I how, how I support people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like it's a lot different. And that's why, I, I told you before, I feel like that's why there's a lot that that sits in the back of my mind of I wish I could go back and, and uh, you know, prove to people. I wish, I wish I could prove to people today. I wish I, maybe, who knows, maybe somebody watching this that I disconnected with from the past, no matter who it might be, realizes that, hey, CJ's grown up. CJ's matured. He's not the kid he used to be. He's not the the douchebag from high school. Like he's not that guy. Like he's not the person that that's gonna that's gonna hurt me anymore. Like I, you know, that 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 would be that would be ideal. That for it's somebody funny. to see that and and change their opinion on me. It's very human of you to want that because it. it the reason why it's funny though is because before you were saying how you know, and we were both agreeing. It's like oh, let go of the past, let go yeah. of the things you can't change. However, you still want to redeem yourself. Of course. So it's. It's very human because it's it's a contradiction, but it's like I can't help feeling yeah, that way. Yeah, but there's way. people because it's people I care about. You yeah, know what I mean, like like, yeah. like like randoms on the street, they see me and they're like, "Oh, that guy." Like, "Oh, he has a loud car with with loud speakers. He must be a douchebag." You know? And, yeah. And, cool. Whatever guy. Well, that's what's stopping me. you from doing it yourself? Um, 
life, I guess. Life? Oh, that's a bad I, excuse. Yeah, I know. That I, was a bad I, one. I think, like, I think... <laughs> <laughs> can, I, well, can I, can I, can I, can I maybe yeah, deduce? I think it's scary to, talking to people that, that you feel embarrassed around, the people that you like, fuck, I really fucked that up. It, 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 it's hard and scary to take the first step. And in many cases, you're like, if I take the first step and try to fix it or redeem myself, it's like, all that fixes their opinion of me. That's cool, but it doesn't really change my life. Um, I, I get that. I've, there's people who I've talked to who I'm like, man, I wish I can go back and change the way I did that. I wish I can do that differently. I wish I can talk to them, tell them I'm sorry. Or, but we or, can't. That's what but, sucks. But you can't. But you can do that now. And the reason why you know I wouldn't or somebody else wouldn't, I feel like because it's scary. And it's like before you do that, if, if there's someone that you wronged mm-hmm. and it was like five years ago and you're like, Right now, that person may have forgot about that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm having a good day. Nothing's going on. But the second I send that text, the second I make that call, yeah. I have to deal with that action. There's a consequence. And I'm going to try. I, the con, you know, the consequence is me having to make up for what I did and saying sorry or, or, or trying to redeem myself or show someone that I'm better than I was before. But right now, nothing's happening. So it's that it's that change. It's, it's that something, I, everything that's about to happen is completely up to me, but I can choose not to do it. It's that uncomfort. You're yeah. choosing to stay comfortable. And I think, and I think, and there, there was plenty of people I think I reached out to in, in the in the last couple months just because I, I've known, I've, I felt different. When I reached out to you about, you know, being here again, it was like, because I, I felt different. I knew in my mind, I was, yeah. I was, a, I was a better person. I was, my, my outlook changed, my, my mind changed. There were so many different things about me. And I was like, and, and, you know, I, I haven't talked to you in so long. So and long. I, yeah, I knew, so and long. I knew, and I knew catching up was going to be great. Cause even we caught up in the kitchen for fucking, yeah, I like tried I not to talk. talk. To I know we didn't want to talk so because we didn't wait. want, we didn't want, we didn't want to waste the material over there when nobody, nobody could, yeah. nobody could hear it. But you know, the, the catching up in the, in the kitchen for 20 minutes, just about bullshit, whatever you're doing, you know, talking to your dad for a little bit, whatever, hanging out. And it's like, you know. I feel, I feel like there's a lot I've done in in my life right now that you know I wish I could make up for all those things I did and all that stuff and you know I just feel like there's a there's a lot more in between like just fixing relationships with people whether yeah. it's friends or anybody else you know I feel like you know because their their life moves just as much as mine does they change just as much as I do you know what I mean so. So even even if those friends that I used to talk to that you know I I was super cool with and super close with that you know we fucked up once and now we're not friends anymore they could just have no desire to be friends with me anymore you know what I mean like they they just yeah. don't look at me as somebody they want to surround themselves with whether whether I'm different now or not whether I think I'm a better person to them they're like I still don't don't see an appeal in, in being friends with that guy you know what I mean like so no matter how good I think I, I I am or how much I think I improved it might not be an improvement to that person you know what I mean it's an improvement to me because I know how I felt and I know mentally where I was at and, you know, and the person I was, but to them, it still might not be the person that they want They want to surround themselves with. Well, let's talk about relativity again. Cause I think the older we get, um, I think the more we're going to realize that the people we were when we were younger is not who we were always meant to be. Yeah. And I think the people you, you know, may have want to have a different opinion of you, all those people that you want to be like, no, look, I'm redeemable. I think, as they get older, not Just only outgrow each other. Not only are they not gonna they, they think about anything they did when they were younger, but if they do remember you, they're gonna be like, "I bet he's changed." I Everyone's agree, and and, that. and that's the thing is, is there's a lot of people in my life I want to show that I'm a different person just just so they can be like, "Wow, you know what? Yeah, 
you may, and, and that might be that might be like a like a self esteem. Because it feels good. It, it might be like good. a little bit of a self esteem thing and a little bit of my ego hiding back there in the back of my head a little bit. That yes. that I really I, I want to show people I'm different just so they can be like, wow, good for you. Like I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Just like because you know, was I like you know? There's things I don't want to say because sometimes. My family might take them wrong, but was I a little deprived of like the I'm proud of you growing up? Yeah, a little bit. You know what I mean? So like support, a little bit of the support growing up. I, I was, you know, and my parents, you know, when they might watch, they're going to be like, ah, it's bullshit. Nah, nah, nah. But whatever. That's how I feel. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, there's there's some people in my life right now that I wish not that aren't in my life right now that I wish I can show them the person I am because I always said I was going to be this person, but I didn't I didn't do it fast enough for their liking and which doesn't bother me at all because I don't give a fuck what you think I'm I'm doing or you know how how fast you think I'm changing or when I should have changed whatever I I'm changed now and that's that um so it would be nice to just not not even like a ha fuck you look I'm changed but more like a hey look like I like I did it you know what I'm saying like I, I told you I could do it and I told you I was gonna do it and I did it and I'm very proud of myself for that you know and I, and and you know pride is one of the seven deadly sins and I hate being proud I hate you and you know my religion it's it's kind of bad to say you're proud of yourself because. You know, you, you can't do anything without the help of God. So, you know, obviously, I, I, I thank God every day for giving me the willpower mm-hmm. to, to be the person I am today and be able to change all the toxicity and, you know, all that crazy stuff that, that I didn't like about myself. I thank God every day for that. But Well, don't forget, if, if you want to talk about Catholicism or Christianity, yeah. um, people have different opinions on this, but my opinion is, um, and uh, pardon me for anyone who's not religious, just give me, like, a minute. Um like when Jesus died on the cross, he died for your sins because he knew he yep. would continue doing it. Exactly. So I and mean, if like you don't sin, you, Jesus would have died in vain. That's like so. I'm not saying go out there and start doing bad things, mm. but what I'm saying is, go easy on yourself. Yeah, of you course, know, of I course. and I think, you know, if we're talking about the seven deadly sins, the best one to to do is is pride. It's pride. I agree, and I, I I feel like I feel like nobody's gonna be perfect. Nobody because if you were perfect, you'd be God. You know what I mean? That, that and yeah. that's how I see it in my religion. That's how I was taught as if. You know, you can't you can't let yourself think you're perfect, and that's why you know you walk into a. That's why I really don't like church because you, you know you walk into a church and all these all these, you know, Christian people think they're think they're perfect because you know they go to church every Sunday and what they, a coincidence and, and they wear their tie and, and you know and and they do whatever they're doing, but they think they're you know they Keep think talking, they're perfect. Right no, go ahead. They think they're perfect, you know, and it's and it's like, what are you gonna what are you gonna get out of out of you know faking like you're the is that the Bible. Oh, yeah. let's go. You know, you're thinking about, you know, oh, I'm I'm this perfect human. I go to church every Sunday. You know, I I don't I don't I don't curse in front of my friend. I don't I don't have tattoos. I don't have any of this. But you're you're not perfect though. You're not because if you were perfect, you would be God. And there's no such thing as perfect unless you are God. So, I'm not like super religious, but yeah. it, it, I I I want. And for anyone that's listening and not watching, I have a Bible. Um, with a and lot it, with of a lot of marks in there, and I like I, the next thing I want to read is the Quran. Like I want yeah. just because I want to read all these things, and it's funny that you say what you said, where you see all these, you know, Christians going to church, but then not acting like Christians, like outside yes. of it, right and stuff. Um, this is really cool. It's uh, James two, uh, chapter two, um, the, the entirety of chapter two. If anyone like knows the Bible, but it's basically uh this line right here, and he says it a lot. Um, Faith without works is useless. Yeah. Which means you could have all the faith in the world, but if you don't express it, you don't act like it, doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter. And it's so funny because I read that fucking last night. Yeah. Um, I have, bro, I've been doing so much work for the podcast, I had to put that off, but I, I have like 40 pages left. Fuck. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, man. It took Good forever, for bro. Good for you. You know, I used to keep saying it's 
It's this book, the word count, it's 20 Great Gatsby's. That is crazy. It's a lot of I words. read the, I didn't read the and Great Gatsby. And the Great Gatsby is 40,000 words. Oh my god, yeah, I sat there as my English teacher read the Great Gatsby in uh fucking well, junior year high school. But um yeah, no, I get that. I uh, and I want to go back to the pride thing real quick. Um I do think if you work on a sin at all, pride is the best one to do. However, you know, you know, pride is also dangerous because it makes you feel like you keep saying you don't like people that are like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the best around. Like, then that's how you used to be or whatever. Um, I do think it's dangerous. But then having the perspective, you can say I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to say that about some things that they do. Having pride is there's a good, healthy amount of pride to have. Um, but then the way you counteract that pride to make sure you don't go overboard with it is to have a healthy perspective on what other people do, what other people go through. Because um, if you, like we were talking about before, arguing with your parents or something, yeah. if you say, if you, if you come at them with a very prideful um, ideology or opinion, that's almost foolish until you hear what they have to say, something like that. Yeah. So I think you could have pride, but then uh, as long as you um, have a good perspective on where everyone else is at and how the w- rest of the world works, um, then you'll then you'll be fine. You know what I I'm agree. Saying? I agree. Um yeah, man, it, 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 it's, it's really cool. You know, I've only known you for t- two years, a year and a half. About, yeah. I think the best conversation we ever had, though, was in that kitchen. It was that first one. I wish that I wish that was yeah. recorded somehow. I wish somebody recorded that I one. Thought, it's so funny because I do that sometimes. That was so raw. That was I so just raw because we didn't know each other. No, I had no idea who the fuck you were. I walked in the kitchen, and you and um, my, my brother DJ. Your brother DJ, Bella, were they all, you were all hanging out. And I heard you talking about some stuff. And I was making like chicken nuggets or something. Yeah. I looked to the right. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And yeah. I said, and "We just sat down and started talking." Um, I attribute that moment to one of the reasons why I started this podcast, though, because I, I like I thought it was really cool to sit down with random people and just be like, "Holy shit!" Because um, I, I I like here's the here's the pride thing. I like to think I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, you are. Some sometimes I, I really fuck up though. Sometimes I you know I've had bad episodes. Yeah, Everyone yeah. has bad episodes. Um, not everyone has bad episodes. Everyone has bad moments. I've had bad episodes. Yeah, it just happens. But th- that made me realize, oh, you know, this is kind of cool and it's fun. But that was the best conversation I think we've ever had. I that agree. was fucking awesome. I agree, and because it, it was so raw and it was so just because emo- I was so emotional at that time. Yeah, and it was just like you know, and Bella was always there for me growing up. And I think we talked about this in the first time we ever talked because Bella, yeah. Bella was always there for me growing up. She, Bella's my sister for anyone yeah, who doesn't yeah, know. Bella is his sister, and she's an amazing human being. Um, you know, Bella was always there for me, always made sure I was good. Still to this day, make sure from across the country, she makes sure I'm good. You know what I mean? So and now her brother's, isn't that weird? And, and that, and that, yep. That's so and fucking now, weird, yep, bro. And now, I'm in the, now I'm in the room with her brother talking on his podcast, wow. which is crazy what how that fucking works. fucking weird thing. I know. And it's, 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 it's awesome to know I, like I have people like this around me, you know, yeah. like you and your sister and, you know, my brother, a couple of the friends I have, like, I know I, I have, it's awesome to know that. Cause like I said, I, I kind of lacked the support a little bit growing up. So yeah. to have that now, like even you know, everybody supports you when you're doing good. You know, in high school, like yes. when I played football, yes. and you know, I was, I was, I was Mr. Big Shot football player. Like everybody supported me. Everybody, you know, everybody always wanted it, wanted to dap up or a high five or you know, a, you know, or a what's up and you know, in the hallway or at the games or whatever. And that and that was cool. Like whatever. And I thought that was peak of life right there. And I thought that was like, oh, you know, nothing is better than this. How it's going to be growing up. Like I'm just going to be this guy. I'm going to be that guy. And I'm not, and that's not how it works. Yeah. You know, that's not how it works. And reality set in where it was like. And that was in the when I first got out of high school. No, not really, because everybody was still home. I think it was like, I think it was around that February time when I was really going through it is when I realized like I really don't have anybody right now. And um, yeah, what a horrible feeling, you know. And it was like I really don't have anybody because you know everybody was kind of there for me when I was doing good, and then you know, I didn't I didn't go to school, so everybody's kind of like, oh, so what the fuck is this kid good for? You know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah. a football he's a football player. He's supposed to go to school play football now. What is, what is he good for? 
So it was kind of it was kind of nerve wracking for me to have to be like to hang my cleats up and be like, yep, the only thing I was I was good for in high school, um, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, so it was kind of it was kind of shitty. It's what you just said is another reason why it's it's kind of hard to talk to your superiors, whether it be your parents or teachers or whatever. It's because they can take your words and actually, you know, give you consequences. Like if yeah. you say something that's like. Bro, you must be like really depressed. Let's like bring you to the hospital, or like, oh, that's really that you must be really angry. Yeah, I'm gonna like bring you to the principal and get you suspended. Like shit, like that. Like, I don't right? want to say. Like I don't want but that to happen. That's why when you cultivate good friend, it, it's the blood is thicker than water thing. Yeah. Um, you could actually talk to them and feel comfortable. So when you so when you have those bad times where you're yeah. not on top of the world, you. You know who who you can go to, or if exactly. you know who you can go to, fuck man, that's awesome. Yeah, and there was that's times awesome. where I I didn't have anybody to go to. Like, you know, it's not like I didn't I didn't have the friends, but you know, they have their own lives, they have their own stuff yeah. they're worrying about, and I can't I can't expect every friend I have to drop everything they're doing just to be there for me. You know what I mean? Like, am, am I the guy that that does that for a lot of people? Yeah. Did I used to do that for literally everybody I knew? Yeah. Anytime I was going through some shit, but somebody I I even remotely knew was going through some shit, I was always there for somebody like that. You know, but as as you get older, you kind of realize, like, hey, that's not how life works. You kind of got to be there for yourself before you're there for anybody yes, else. Yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you have your parents who obviously love you very much. You know, you have girlfriends, boyfriends, friggin' husbands, wives, aunts, nieces, nephews, all that kind of stuff, friends, everybody. But at the end of the day, the only person that's going to be there for you is you. So you need to look out for yourself. Like, don't don't yeah. put yourself in harm's way. for Because, and I, and I was I was talking to a coworker of mine because she was going through some stuff. So I was kind of telling her how, like, you know. Um, hurt and heartbreak and and sadness and depression and all that, and not depression but sadness and stuff like that like it's it's all inevitable like you're gonna feel that way some point in your life like there's yep. no, no not one person on this earth has has lived a life where they didn't go through some kind of roller coaster emotion that way but it's just it's what's worth being hurt for those things you know what I mean so so it, it's it's yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad at one point like I'm gonna be heartbroken at one point like I'm gonna be angry I'm gonna be mad whatever it might be. But it, it's who and what is worth being those things for. Because you're never gonna you're never gonna be with somebody, whether it's a friend or or a, or a relationship, where it's it's I'm gonna be happy twenty four seven. You're gonna go through shit in a, in a friendship or in a relationship. You're gonna go through shit. But it's about who's worth going through that shit for. You know what I mean? So if if it's if it's not if you know it's not worth it, you know you're not gonna end up being with this friend thirty years from now, and they're you know your kids are gonna be playing together, and you guys are gonna be hanging out like as like just like you used to when you were fifteen. Yep. And you're really going through it, and they're really putting you through some shit, and and they're the cause of a lot of stuff going on. If you don't see any kind of future with, with that person in your life, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. it nope. And and let it so let it go. Just like the Buddhist thing you're talking about, in 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 one side out the other, you let it go. But if if that person, whether it's a whether it's a friend, whether it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, parents, whatever, if that person is worth keeping in your life, you're gonna have to go through some kind of some kind of hurt, some kind of heartbreak. For for that kind of person, you know what I'm and saying. You'll know, you'll know. I, when you're young, it, it might be confusing, and but as you get older, you learn more and you get more experience, and you, exactly. and you know what what is valuable to you and what's not. Um, and and I do like how you mentioned that if you can't see yourself with this person, whether it be a friend or a significant other in the future, then you know why are you putting so much energy into it. I do think that, and I used to say this a lot, and, and it was it kind of made me really annoying to yeah. other people. But I was just, I always just say if like specifically for dating, I was like if you're not dating. To get married, and I don't ever actually want to get married. There's on, no point. I don't want to get married on paper. Yeah. Like I, I, there's, I have a huge problem with that. But if you're not dating for you know this to be your life, then you're wasting time. I understand. You sure have fun, but have fun with the right person. Yeah. You know, 
Um, and listen, anyone can do whatever they want, but you know, it's it's my opinion. Doesn't mean it's the right one, but it's my opinion. You will get further in a lot of areas if you you know start with the correct intentions. If you date with the correct intentions, yeah. if you have friends with the correct intentions, um, if you go to school with the correct intentions, um, you're gonna get a lot further than someone who has the ideology of going to school to party, uh, dating to just you know fuck around and um, having friends that aren't good for them. I agree. Anything you start, do it with the right intentions. Before you, you know, have an action, before you take action, be like, okay, is this, what am I going to think about this in a year from when now? You put, when you put negative intentions out, it's going to yeah. come right back and hit you in the face. And that's why I, I love the whole energy thing and putting it out. That's, every, that's what everyone talks about, Because if you put the positivity out into whatever you're doing, it's going to come back. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with that 100%. 100%. When you put it out with the right intentions, when you put it out with the with the right energy and with the right goals, I think it's all going to come back and, yeah. and and hit you right right in the right way. It's going whether whether it seems negative or not, whether whether something happens to you, if you're putting out this positive energy and something happens to you and you're like this sucks, this is the worst yeah. thing ever, chances are that's probably the best thing for you. You know what I mean? So like get like getting out of getting out of an old relationship, you know, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. You're like, "Oh my god, I'm so heartbroken. What am I ever going to do?" Like Oh my! This is horrible. Like I'm never gonna be happy ever again. Like, and everybody said it. You get out of you. You get your heart broken. Heartbreak and, and sucks, you, man. And you and you think and you think the world's over. And you think the world's yeah. over. My mom used to tell me that all the time. Like when you have your first heartbreak, you're gonna think the world's over, and it's not. And I did when I had my first heartbreak. I thought the world was over, and I thought I I was never gonna love again, and all this BS. But you know, as you get older, you use that. I use it as a learning experience, and and it was actually very helpful in in finding out who I am myself, and you know. And doing all, like I said, I, I, you know, saw those toxic traits and, and changed a lot of the things I didn't like about myself. Getting my heart broken and losing somebody I, I really cared about really, really changed the way I looked at life and really yep. changed, and like, back to perspective, really changed perspective of life when, when it's not like, you know, like somebody passed away, you know, I, I, I ha- I've lost friends and, I, and that's the worst, man. I can't well, even. Well, pain is relative. And, and that's Don't the forget. same thing. That's the same thing. It, the same thing is heartbreak, not even just relationship wise, just like, like friend wise. Like I, I had a, I had one of my good friends pass away a little bit ago. Uh, my friend Keith, who is an awesome kid, that I I've never ever ever seen that kid upset in any way, shape, or form. Like that kid was always had a smile on his face, always being goofy, always always making everybody else happy. Like, and it was it was just horrible, and I I can't like I get choked up thinking about it, and it was just so shitty. And yeah. you know he was one of those people that really 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 helped a lot of people. You know, and and not even just me, he was there for so many people, and um. You know, so it's things like that. It's not just even losing a significant other. It's losing a friend. Um, it's losing, you know, uh, a relationship with not even not even just losing as a, as a as a death. It's just losing somebody in loss, general. Loss, you know, so loss in ge- yeah, loss. loss in general. Whether it's death or them leaving your life or you know any any kind of way, it it sucks, but it does mold you into a person. Well, yeah, because it, 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 it puts you into perspective. It put and yes. it puts you how yes. and 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 you know I said I said a little bit ago, how you know I, I was talking about how I like to go on my drives and. You know, I was how, like, you know, I like going scenic routes. Like, I rather, I rather take a back road than a highway because, you know, like you see a lot more, whatever. So when I do that, and you know, I was saying the other day how I have this weird, weird thing for like things on a big scale. Like, and I didn't know how to, how to, and it sounds weird. You probably have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. This gets crazy. <laughs> okay. But like thing, things that 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 are huge that look small. Like if I'm driving past a field and I see trees in the distance that look small, it puts yeah. me in perspective. Because I'm like, if I'm passing like a big power line, like those big power yeah. lines that go all the way stretch for miles, yeah. and I'm passing like, and I have this weird, 
weird. It may, it satisfies me in a way because you it, gotta go it, hiking. Yeah, I love going hiking. I go hiking all the all time. Right. I love it. It's so fun. Such an awesome thing. I love I love being put in perspective because it makes me feel so minuscule. It makes me feel so small. Yeah, and it makes me it, it puts me in my place basically. It puts me in my place and keeps me humble. That uh, like you gotta look at the stars. That there, you gotta, you gotta go somewhere so where you can see the stars. It's awesome because you know when when I I was I'm working at Beach Haven so in a lot of a lot of beaches down there. So when you're on the beach for beach duty, like when when you're on the beach beat and you're you know you're in yeah. you're in the in the buggy on the beach and you're driving around it's really really late at night there's no there's no there's no lights on the beach you know there's no lights anywhere it's four in the morning there's no nobody anywhere if you look up me and my partner aristotle used to do this aristotle time. aristotle Marazzo, the best shit. man ever what I, love, a I love him to death bro aristotle's a great kid aristotle um, wow, that's awesome and he loves he loves astronomy he really put me on because he he's a smart kid um you know so every time we would sit out there and we, <laughs> we would look up bro and and these these stars were crazy i, I actually saw my first shooting star this summer no working good for you, man. and and i see them all the time now i didn't even know how common they were yeah. but you just never see them because there's so many lights everywhere all the time so you well, don't really get to see the the, the yeah. sky how you see it yeah. at three in the morning when there's no lights on you're on the beach and yeah. it's a clear sky the stuff you see in the sky man so you can see the satellites there's this one old lady we met he was walking on the beach super late, and she was like, "Yeah, I come out and watch the satellites." And I was like, what? "I come out and watch." And the she's satellites. like, "There's." I was like, "You can see the satellites from here." She's like, I "Yeah," and you can see the satellite move. You can watch it move through the sky, and it's super cool because it makes you feel so so. Look at us, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you're just like you're this little 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 ball of energy on this on this rock that's floating in in no in well, the middle know of nowhere. A cool perspective. It's crazy. Is that because everything in the universe is made of the same matter? Yeah, we are the universe experiencing itself. That's like that, crazy. That shit's That's weird. That's crazy. Right? It, it trips you out because you yeah. think about it, and you're like, and even like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy, amazing things God created on this earth. You know, like like it's just in general, shit, like man. like the stuff put God put on this earth is is unreal. Um, but even the stuff humans did, like you, like I, like oh, I, yeah. I get, a, I yeah. get, a, I get the satisfaction looking at like huge, super tall buildings, like or like I said, those power lines or like big open fields with like the f- like farms or like anything like that. Like I just get Bro, a super. You give me the chills, man. Like I just get super, super, super satisfied by just looking at that, and it, it puts me in perspective, and it makes me, and and I, I'll, I'll laugh out loud. I, I'll, I'll, it puts a smile on my face, and I'll let a chuckle out, and I'll be like, this, this is, this is where I'm at right now. I am this little ball of energy in this car driving past. This huge tree next to me, and it's yeah. just like that's no, absurd, I get it. You know, R- remind what you said reminded me of uh, actually Lord of the Rings because uh, the writer J.R.R. Tolkien, um, he he talked about how the reason why so in Lord of the Rings there's several different races of beings, yeah, and um, he said that the reason why the humans are so technologically advanced is because they live short lives. Mm-hmm. The reason why we accomplish so many amazing things as humans is because life is so short. We've got to do it now. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, we got to do it quickly or we'll never do it. Never do it at all. Um, if you live forever, you'd probably never accomplish anything. Oh, no. Because you'd be like, ah, I got it, it tomorrow. Doesn't matter. I'll yeah, do it, it tomorrow. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's, and that and that goes right back to what I said about not having a future. And you don't know. You could walk out. I could walk out of this door right now and get hit by a bus when I walked in my car yeah. outside of your house. You know what I'm saying? And and then and this was my last legacy I left. Yeah. And I was worried about later or tomorrow or anything like that. And that's why I love being so focused on the present yes. because we don't live forever. You have no idea how long it's going to take you to live or how long it's going to take you to die. You don't know how long you're going to live. So if you're doing something, do it exactly how you want it to be done right then and there because you're not guaranteed to be doing it tomorrow. Reminds me a lot about uh, David Goggins. You know him? Yep, that, that guy is yeah. always running Who's going to carry the boats? Yeah. He's always Who's running carry the boats? That's so funny. That guy. That guy's great, dude. That yeah. guy's great. He's yeah. really funny. Yeah, what a... It's, yeah, that's great. But I, I I do like that's like the reason why humans are so incredible is they don't have a long time to be incredible. Yeah, so I like that a lot. So I never have, thought about yeah, that. So they yeah. have to do it now. Because in, in the Lord of the Rings thing, is like 
the elves live for thousands of years. Yeah. Like wizards live indefinitely until their job is done. Hobbits live for over a hundred years. Like everyone lives a very long life, but men live for like a blink of an eye of every single other yeah. race. And that's also the reason why they're like the dominant race on that world. Because they they've got to do it now. Yep. You know? Um, and it's, so it's exactly. So you wake up in the morning and you're like, if I don't be incredible today, when will I be when, incredible? Exa- and I love that to death. Yeah. I love that to death. And I feel like that that is that is the one thing that makes me, that drives me every single day is if I'm yeah. not being incredible today, what are, what are when am I going to do it? You know, because, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm always scared of being, because I, I told you this before, you know, like how successful my parents were and, you know, and all kind of stuff like that. But it's like, it's like, what am I, I'm just going to go and, and be like average forever. Like, I don't, like, I, I don't want to just be yeah. average and just do all that. Well, like, I want to be great today. Like, I want to be great. And it's my, yeah. f- and I think every human has the fear of not being great. You know what I'm saying? Oh, every, come on, every, yeah, Every obviously. person in the world yes. has a fear of not being great. And, I, and I, I, like, everybody wants to leave a legacy and stuff like that, and everybody wants to leave. If I left here and and nobody had anything to say about me, like, I don't care how many records somebody holds. I don't care how many, uh, any of that bullshit, dude. Like, I, I want to be able to, nice. nice. I want to be able to, to, to impact somebody's life somehow and be like, you know what? Somebody once told me, his name was CJ, that this, 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 well, this, and that, you know? My That's f- what I want to be able to do. My friend put it a really good way. We said every human is striving for permanence. Yeah. They want something to leave behind. He said that's the reason why people like playing shit like Minecraft. It's because when they build something, it stays there. there. They they like that. Yeah. Um, everyone wants permanence. And, you know, that's the reason why people have children. That's the reason why uh, people like to carry on traditions. Uh, they, they want permanence. They want to feel like they actually have an imprint on the world. But I also want to make sure, sure people know it's very important not only to, you know, be proud of yourself and what you do and to actually strive for greatness, but if you want to talk about, like, Buddhism, for again, for a second, fi- achieving enlightenment in Buddhism. Now, Buddhism is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. Anyone who says it's a religion, I feel like they kind of lost the, the po- whole point because the whole point of Buddhism is to let go of all, you know, worldly possessions yeah. and everything and to just find enlightenment. And one of the things is you don't need that permanence. You don't need all that stuff to find contentment. All you need is to be able to climb mountains with inside your own head. True. And I feel like I know I want a piece of permanence. I'm human. I'm fucking flawed. I want it. I, I you know, I want a piece of this world. And I think, and like you just said, everyone does. Yeah. Um, and, and like if I had a, tr- I think one of the only things I'd be good at is being a father. Whether or not I'd have a kid is a different situation, but mm-hmm. I think I'd be really good at it. You know, I, I, I want that. I want to build something. But I think it's also important, in fact, very important, to be comfortable with who you are when you have nothing and letting that be enough. Um, and those two types of people, one who wants permanence and one who's okay with nothingness, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever found you know, those two people in one person, but I, I think everyone should try because if you're comfortable with yourself and who you are with nothing – then I think you could achieve most things. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. It's hard, though. Very. Very hard. Very. Um, CJ, this was great. I love this. Every time I come on, man, it's such a... I'm always <laughs> so excited to come here. It's always such a good time. And I walked in here and... It the, is completely and the, different, and the, right? the, the room was totally 100% different than it was before. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. I, if, if you guys could have saw my reaction when I walked in here, <laughs> I was like a little tiny baby uh, in a candy store and yeah. it was awesome. I was like, no way, dude, you got all this stuff in here. You got a lightsaber up here. You got... Well, oh I got God, a lot of shit going so on. big, man. And my, my, my stereo system's up there. Yeah, it's awesome um, here, man. It's only going to get better, man. Look, like, like I, I, I tell people, like, um, 
I talk about like burning your ships and making yeah. sure like you 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 throw everything out that you don't need so you can focus on what you do need. Obviously, I haven't burned all my ships yet, and if you don't know what that means, it's like if you have to. There's a I said this quote uh, an episode ago where it's like you have to if you I don't know where it actually came from, but it's basically there's a battle on this mm-hmm. island, and this general is like, all right, we have to go fight this battle, and they're completely outnumbered, and the, everyone's like, oh, how are we gonna win? And then the general's like, oh. Burn the ships we came here and like, all right, and they burn the ships. And like, so they have no other choice. And now they you have, have no to win. other now choice. Now you fucking have to I win. I love that. I love that so much because I literally, yeah. and any of my kids watching this will tell you that I am, I'm 100% truthful when I tell you this is every game, I say the same thing. It's, it, every playoff game, I'll say the same thing. It's, it's win or go home, right? In the Let playoffs. me see the, find the quote. Yeah, I want to find that It's quote win or exactly. go home, right? In the playoffs. So every, every playoff game, I'll tell my kids, man, being under pressure is the best place to be because being under pressure, you are forced to perform. When you're under pressure, you have no choice but to perform, exactly. and you have no choice but to be the best version of yourself when you're under pressure because you're in the spotlight. You have, and, and that's just human nature. Human nature, when you're in the spotlight and everybody's watching you, you want to perform, and you want to be the person that, that you tell everybody you are. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I love that you just said that because that, that is something I say all the time is that when you're under pressure, you're forced to perform. So being under pressure is the best place to be. All right, so I found it. It, it, uh, it took place in 1519. Uh, Hernan or Hernan Cortez arrived in the New World with 600 men and upon arrival made history by destroying his ships. This sent a clear message to his men. There's no turning back. Yeah, so it's like if you gotta, if awesome. you gotta burn your ships. I love that. And it's actually that. happened. I love you that. Actually did I love it. that so much. It's actually so funny. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. But so I, I look at the set and, and listen, I got, I have like, X amount, I get an X amount of average views on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all that stuff. I, I have this many subscribers, this much watch time, and it's going up slowly but surely. I, I have my screenshots, movie, uh, drinking game podcast. I'm doing a new series soon, which I'm excited about, all on the same channel. But it, it, it's growing, and then people like you who get excited about it, it makes it worth it to me. I think that's really fucking awesome. It, 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 it helps me feel like, like you said, you want someone to say, hey, or, you know, I'm proud of you. you did, you're doing good, and you want people to be excited about what you do. You're one of those people that do it for me. I think that's really cool. Um, so I'm, I, I was very excited when you, to show you all this shit. You know, it's fucking dope. And it's funny because it's funny because um, one of the guys I work with, I, you might know who he is. You know Colin Garrity? Yeah, he, he, oh, my gosh. He's uh, so, yep, dating he's dated, Yep. So, Jenna, yeah. So you want to hear something funny? So we're, we're, we're sitting at work one okay. day. Okay. And he's like, and he's like, CJ, do you know a Mark Gerbino? I said, dude, that's oh like one my of my gosh. very good friends. Like, why? I was like, I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I was scrolling on TikTok, and uh, you know his, I know it's his podcast, so I watch it. And I'm like, and I'm like, and and you're talking, and I'm like, do I know this schmuck on the other side of the uh, fucking table wow. right now? He's like, is that CJ? So. Yeah, he made like a whole fucking scene in the in the police department about wow. it. Wow! Like, cracking him, like, oh, what do you think of famous? You're on a podcast. Wow! Like, so it's very funny, and he's probably gonna see this somewhere, whether it's That's TikTok so or watch yeah, it or probably. Something. So Colin Garrity, love you, buddy. Um, yeah, but Isn't it's that super crazy? cool. I, I I've totally forgot about it until just now, and I had to bring it up. I was like, oh my god, he was telling me how uh, you know he watches yeah. your stuff and, and things like that. And, Isn't that you know, crazy that I'm still posting TikToks from our original episode? There's just it's so awesome, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's in the loop forever. I see him all the time. I see him yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's awesome, dude. I, I, so love, I love coming awesome. on here, dude. I love coming on well, here. Well, Cesar, thank you so much. Um, of course. This is great. Thank you for reaching out to me. Uh, yes, sir. This is, you're the f- only person that's had three episodes. There's people that have had two. Bingo. And you're the first one to come back for an in-person podcast in a very long time. Yeah. Like a very long time. So that's fucking awesome. Um, but I, I think that might be it. Is there anything else? I'm, I'm all good, man. Just stay positive, everybody, and uh, 
Do what makes you happy because fuck everybody else. So do what makes you Hell happy. Hell yeah. Guys, um, I don't know what they would be, but like I'm going to put all CJ's you know, socials and everything in the description. So check them out. Um, but that's it. Thank you for hanging out with us, and we will see you on the next one. Thank you. Peace.